Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. This is Bronson Arroyo from the Cincinnati Reds, and you're listening to Craft Brood Sports with Scott and Mike. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Craft Brood Sports. I am Mike. With me, as always, is my main man, Scott. This is Craft Brood Sports. Scott, ready to tap this keg of sports knowledge? You pump out poor. Deal, man. What a long week. <laughs> I was on vacation, and it was a long week. It's never good when you're on vacation. It's like, this week. I mean, I guess that is a good thing. They're like, oh, the week's taking a while. It's vacation yeah. week. But it was. But not. When you say out, long week, the, hanging out there's with the, a connotation hanging out, with that. Hanging out with the kids, getting ready for birthday parties. <laughs> it was a long week. Yeah. Monday seems like an eternity ago. I don't, I don't necessarily envy that. Getting ready for the party, that's not. That's never fucking fun. Nah, but it's all good. <laughs> It'll be worthwhile. That's awesome, man. Kid uh, won't have any idea what's going on, but it's all good. Well, I'm just hoping that he eats the cake this time. That's the big question. <laughs> Will the child bitch out again? For those of you who don't know, last year, my son Jordan turned one, and Mike was there. He witnessed epic meltdown. Just <laughs> lost his shit as soon as everybody started singing. Anxiety because of all the people. Who knows? I don't know. Did but not like that people were looking at him. He was not happy that everybody was watching him, and I wasn't all that thrilled either because here was this smash kick that he didn't even touch and just started bawling. So my favorite part of that was you sitting right in front of him going, you are embarrassing yourself. I have it recorded. <laughs> oh my God. Can we get that recording so that, that can be a drop for the show one of these days? Yes, we can. <laughs> I have that saved on my phone. So tomorrow we'll see <laughs> on his second birthday officially too. It's you know one of those rare times where his birthday actually falls on the party. Uh, see how he handles the cake this go round. Oh, that's going to be so awesome. Singing. I can't wait. I can't wait to see how that goes. Darth Vader cake, though, so he'll, uh, oh, there you go. he'll be excited to at least see the cake. Maybe he won't, uh, he won't eat it because he doesn't want to ruin that one. As long as he doesn't start crying, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Show me that you're uh, maturing, son. <laughs> Step your game up. Uh, that's awesome. I apologize to anybody that is watching the, the Facebook feed right now. I don't know why, man. It's it's just going to be one of those nights where shit buffers. Um, deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, shit, shit is not going to be perfect when you're talking about internet connectivity. Like, sometimes you're going to have rough nights. And it looks like tonight might be one of those nights. Fucking it deal might not, with it. It might not be as bad as, like, brewery nights, but it could be... It could be a little rough tonight. Dude, speaking of brewery nights, can we just get right into the shit shit news of the week? Yeah. For so, lack of a better phrase. So for anybody that doesn't know, Blank Slate Brewing in Cincinnati uh, just closed down this week. Yep. 
Abruptly, yeah. without notice. The same brewery that we did a show in not too long ago. I'm not even gonna, recently. Not even going to lie. It was my favorite of all the beer tours that we, we went on Yeah, out of the, what, did we go to three or four? Three of them. Three? Yeah. It was easily the best of the three. Scott, uh, Scott sat in with us for pretty much the whole show, and that dude broke down those beers. Like, he is so knowledgeable. And so willing to try crazy shit. Like I, the one part I I listened to again um, from that interview was him talking about the mushroom beer, the shroominess, mm. and like how he was like, oh, you know, there's there's like that extra that that's left over after you cook up mushrooms, and and I was looking at that and thinking, hmm, I wonder what I could do with this, and like hearing him describe how he came up with that beer, it's it's such a loss to the Cincinnati beer community that that brewery is gone. That. Two things stuck out for me: the him talking about the um, the Oktoberfest that had like the bratwurst yes. brewed in. Yes, it. I kept thinking, God, I need to try this. I really want to try this. This sounds yeah. awesome. And the whole can versus bottle mm. discussion. Obviously, yeah, because he changed your mind on right. that. Yeah, and we had That's just right. talked about that last week. And uh, I, I personally know I have a friend who had a stake in. Uh, Blank slate. Yeah, he owned two percent stake in the company, and I, it, when I heard the news, I immediately texted him, and he said, "Yeah, it, you know, things just fell apart, operating. You know, it was just a money issue." And Scott didn't let on during our interview. In fact, it sounded like things were going great. No, like yeah, they were about he, to, you know, move on to even bigger and better things. Right. He was. He talked about how he had built that brewery basically himself. Uh, yeah, when he first Which started, is what makes it so shitty. Yeah, I mean, not only did they have great beer, the product was great, but it it'd be essentially like us just stopping, right? Because just we ran like, out of money. Because I mean, well, can't just can't shows, do it anymore. Show's done. Like we're we're having a good run. Everything's fine. Like we didn't tell you we're gonna go, and all of a sudden we just. All, all of right, a sudden, just, just next done. week, uh, the the video pops up and it's just like Craft Brew Sports is done. Yeah, that, that last that last week's episode was it. Yeah. <laughs> Ugh, no brutal. formal goodbye, nothing. Like I, it, it sucks, man. And so, the inside info that I got from my buddy too was basically a the lack of funds was a big part of it. But it, the lack of funds came down to the fact that the two big breweries in Cincinnati kind of bullied bullied them out of the uh, landscape because of distribution and the yeah. Like. It sucks. It's kind of strange because there there were a couple of people that I had I didn't say directly where that info came from, but just like oh I heard that this is this mm-hmm. could be a reason, and there were a couple of people that have pointed out that like one of those big companies still does a lot of like they don't really dis- distribute through a distributor; they kind of do their own thing, mm-hmm. and then um, the other one uses a bigger distributor who wouldn't necessarily block. I don't know. I don't know the ins and outs and like the internal workings of it and that that's very a very real possibility that these brands are like no like make us the bigger but it it also could be the distributors are the ones that are like no you're the ones that we're taking care of because you're the ones that are growing faster so we're not even going to worry about those so it may not be a brewery thing it may be just distributors putting their money behind certain breweries in town well, I like to think that it was the big guys pushing around. Yeah, you you like the I like the, the local the salacious. Yeah. I like the salacious details. You that, like to be able to say there's the, two the, beers that are like Miller and Coors. That yeah, just in Cincinnati. <laughs> they just said suck a dick. 
we're the two big dogs in town and go kick rocks. I like how we won't say what they are, but it's very clear to anybody who knows Cincinnati Brewing. Anybody who's here, which, you can take a guess on yeah. which two. I um, also will not be supporting those two in the future <laughs> because of this. Uh, Scott put put up a post this week. So he's gone black. Like he hasn't. He just. Killed their whoa, social media. Whoa, whoa, back up. All right, fuck you, man. You know what He's I He's mean. gone dark, not black. <laughs> Jesus. You racist. I hate you sometimes. <laughs> uh, it, he pulled the plug on all their social media. No Facebook, no Twitter, nothing. It all just was gone one day. And then uh, he he hasn't done any interviews. As a matter of fact, we reached out to him to try to see if he would want to come on and like give a little info as to what happened and maybe talk to the people who like his beer because they it's got to be pretty sore right now though right. i mean when you've built something like that right and it's from the ground up yeah you put everything you have but into we, it i wanted to you know i was like this is a safe space man we 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 like you that's we like true but i mean it's probably just one of those things where yeah. when you know your where marriage it's like, ends, fuck you man i don't want to talk about yeah it. you just don't yeah. want to talk about it for a while and i imagine at some point he will talk to people and he'll have, but i can well he put up sympathize. a he put up a post this week that kind of gave some explanation and and in his post uh it did come down to pretty much all money from what he said. Yeah. Uh now obviously he's not necessarily going to give the whole truth the, you know all the time but that was right. what it came down to he said that he hasn't even collected a paycheck from that brewery in the whole time that it's been running he's never taken money. Like his wife has been supporting him financially this entire time, <laughs> which when you hear something like that, it's like, well, fuck, man, how'd you last this long? That's true. Like, holy shit. Uh, he said it's been a skeleton crew. And he mentioned that when we interviewed him that, you know, there's never been more than three people mm-hmm. uh, that, that work at the brewery at any given time. Uh, and it, it just comes down to he it's everything that they were making was going right back into the brewery, and they they weren't necessarily turning why a profit. This sucks, <laughs> right? Because it wasn't about the money. Yeah, for them. It, it yeah, was he was clearly about the love. Making, of, yeah, yeah. He was about making good beer, and but you it can't out there fault somebody it. for that. And the craziest thing is with with this whole thing this week, it brought me back to the conversation we had at Fibonacci with Bob, and that was right around the time that Wicked Weed had sold out, mm-hmm. and everybody was pissed off and like, "I'm boycotting Wicked Weed," blah blah blah. But when you hear stories like this, where you have a guy who built a brewery, literally built his brewery by hand himself, went in, added, you know, built the bar, built everything inside the brewery, and wasn't collecting any paycheck for like six years. If he were, let's say he didn't close down, let's just say instead of that news, the news was he had sold to to AB InBev, people would have been telling him he's a fucking asshole. Yeah. Which is crazy. Like, you, craft beer fans are so quick to jump and turn on a brewery for selling out to InBev uh, when it could be a story like this where these guys are just like, I, it's either close or fucking sell. Like, right. Well, which and we've one talked about it before. It's not so much the, the brewers that we fault. We, we fault the big guys for swooping right. in and preying on that more or less. Can't fault anybody who would right. do something like that in a situation like Scott was. Yeah. I mean, if InBev had come to him and said, hey, we can save you guys, and he's, well, well here we go. Yep. Right. We're going. The we're public here. perception be, be damned. Yeah. We're just going to go on ahead and do this. I mean, as long as – what sucks is no more blank slate, period. One yep. day it's there, the next day it's not. And it was great. That's the worst part. Great beer. It was Great really good, beer. Man. And it sucks. I mean, 
the only thing that there's left to say is you got to make sure that if there's a beer that you like locally, anywhere, wherever you're at, buy it. Support the fuck yeah, out of it. Go, go. I mean, it's yeah. it's just like we, you know, we talk about on this show, man, help us out. Support us. We're just trying to grow on our own here. And, and that's how we grow is through you guys. But it's the same thing with beer when you're yeah. talking about on a local level that doesn't have advertising, maybe not doesn't have distrib- distribution you got to support it yeah and you got to tell your friends and let, tell them yeah. have them for tell them and friends. that's not saying support something just because it's local no. cuz I, I think people fall into that trap too where they're like well it's not that great but it's local so i'm going to it's no. better than uh, just don't when do that it's quality and when if you, you like it yeah if you like it go out and support it um shitty news man it's a it's a shitty way to start off the show and a, it's a bummer uh hopefully scott does come back on though to talk to us cuz i'd love to have him in here to to talk about, and even if he doesn't, even hopefully, like, plans, like let us know what you're doing, man. Because I'd love to see him. Maybe he gets a job somewhere else where he's like a head brewer at some other brewery. Yeah, and they it ups but their. Even if he doesn't come back on, I just hope that he finds yeah. something else, right? You know, to, and hopefully, yeah, hopefully it is with beer. Like, yeah, hopefully awesome. his skill and his passion and desire to create a good product doesn't. Right. Just go by the wayside. I mean, if hopefully he's not discouraged by what happened. Yeah, if you're in Cincinnati and you see a six-pack of blanks laid anywhere, pick it up. I tried to find something. It's not going to be there much longer. No. <laughs> not <laughs> easy to come by currently. All right. Uh, well, what are we drinking today, man? Let's let's start talking about some more funny stuff because I, <laughs> that's such a bummer. Like, I've seriously yeah, no, I've been let's, so bummed let's, out Let's get back to week. us being us <laughs> now that we've talked about the awfulness. So you all right, found well, a, an interesting one today. Yes. So from a beer company neither one of us had heard of, the MIA Beer Company, uh, I picked this up because I loved the the canning, <laughs> and I loved the name. So it's got a '80s theme Miami Vice coloring <laughs> and style to it. And it's called Miami Weiss. <laughs> it is a Heifweizen style ale, and it is brewed in Miami. Yes, five point eight percent ABV. So typical Hefeweizen, just like a nice light sipper. Good summertime uh, style here. Ratings Solid. on it, ratings on it are really good. Uh, from what I see, uh, looks like it's got an eighty-seven on Beer Advocate, which is a, a pretty good rating. It's not, you know, it's not applying to the elder level, but it's <laughs> up there. Uh, one thing that I noticed when I was looking at this was it says that there's like the aroma and a slight taste of bubble gum. I haven't picked up on that at all in this beer, at least not yet. The bubble gum? Yeah. Uh, because we had read the description, I was kind of searching for it, and it's there in the aftertaste just ever so slightly if you kind of smell it, tasting. Mm. It's not it's not very pungent. It isn't something no. that I would list if I was You're writing right. a description of this you beer. Wouldn't, you wouldn't lead with that like no. they did on this. I, I wouldn't <laughs> mention And you can definitely taste some bubble gum in there. No. It smells like bubble gum. I don't think it was them. I think that was somebody's review of it. I got you. Um, well, all I can say is that for the Heifeweizens I've had, this stacks up pretty well so far. Yeah. Uh, first impressions are pretty good on this one, and I'm not uh, – uh, have a Bison fan. I normally I know you're like, not. This um, is my forte. The whole wheat beer. Yeah. Bison. Yeah. This like, is your this go-to. Is, this is my. This is my jam right here. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, man. So far, I I don't I don't hate it. We'll see. <laughs> That's a solid ring endorsement <laughs> to get things kicked off. Well, because normally Mike doesn't hate it. Normally, I have a Bison. I'm like. <laughs> uh, 
I mean, I'll drink it, but I really don't want to have to. Well, for our early viewers, before we get too far on the show, I am owed an ice from Mm. last week. And I'm probably going to have another one later in the show. Um, (laughs) Funny story. I bought beer for the show this week and left it at home. (laughs) And also bought uh, some uh, stupid ass ices that are now sitting in my fridge (laughs) along with the beer I bought. So originally when we had done this punishment, the idea was to do Zima because it was coming back and uh, we had done the story about it when it was coming back, but we couldn't find it. And every time I went to go buy something and I ended up just buying Smirnoff ice and saying, fuck it, because it's essentially the same garbage. (laughs) But I did find Zima today uh, on my second attempt at purchasing beer. (laughs) <laughs> and so I'm going to get Zemud now instead of getting uh, iced to start the show, and nice. then later on yeah. we'll do it again. So yeah, that's going to be my. Everybody, listen up while do. I get Zemud. Yeah, that sounds. It sounds weird doing the Zima. I know. I almost thought maybe I'm f- fucking up tradition now. But you kind of are. The, you know what's going to suck is you're going to end up like getting them all right today, and I'm going to be pissed. No, actually, I was kind of hoping maybe I'd like Zima better. That way, <laughs> that way, even though it's not good, <laughs> well, it sucks less than getting iced. <laughs> Well, well, you're taking your punishment from last week. We did have a couple of comments on the Facebook feed. Uh, Joe said, pour some out for the homie uh, at Blank Slate. That's right, Joe. Uh, appreciate that, man. And uh, Rin Path is digging my shirt. Uh, first, Bengals game. Oh, dude, that looked way rougher. It's worse. <laughs> oh, my God. I happened to look over, and dear God, did that look painful. Oh, my God. <laughs> There's way more malt flavor in that. <laughs> oh. So what you're telling me is oh. next week you're going to show up with the Smirnoff and be like, I'll take them Zimas back. Holy <laughs> shit. Those are gross. By the way, just for everybody oh listening. Oh, my God, I got to do another one of those. Yeah, later on. And, Fuck me. And, uh, but in, I'm studying up on hockey players real quick. You, you do the show until then. Okay. <laughs> Holy fuck. Uh, for those of you, though, that, that don't know... We oh. we had said because this this was a punishment that could have gone on forever because Scott may have never gotten all of these hockey players. No correction, Scott will not get all these <laughs> hockey players. We got what two more weeks? No, Three? next week is your last one. My last one? Yes, because we will not be doing a show uh, that that week of the McGregor fight. That's right, and we're doing and the, the show week on after that is the start of football season, which, which is, is what we said. Up. And you done. then next week we're doing the show on Thursday. So yep, I'll get ice today earlier. <laughs> yep. Or so it, you oh. get you get Ugh. today, and then one more shot at redeeming yourself. Oh uh, otherwise, you're gonna have to drink a total of three of those awful looking things. Good lord. This man. is disgusting. Man. Like <laughs> seriously. I know I shit on the ice. All of a sudden I'm missing the blue raspberry flavored Smirnoff ball sack. <laughs> Woo! Right, man. Well with that out of the way, God. let's get into upper deck this week. Oh give you me need a, a minute. <laughs> I need to regain my my bearings here. Uh but anyways, uh, Upper Deck is brought to you, as always, by Audible.com. Fans of Craft Brew Sports can get a free 30-day trial membership to Audible, complete with a free audiobook download. 
Even if you cancel the membership within the 30 days, you still get to keep the audiobook. Jim said you're a bitch. Uh, to get that free audiobook and test out the Audible service, go to audibletrial.com slash craftbrewedsports. It's audibletrial.com slash craftbrewedsports. <laughs> or just go to our website, craftbrewedsports.com, and click on the Audible Trial link in the menu bar. I guess I'm holding the mic. <laughs> this, is, this is ridiculous. All right, um, go ahead, do your story. I'll fix you. Anyway, this week, uh, UCAA or UCAA, Jesus, UCLA starting quarterback Josh Rosen said uh, what we've basically all known for quite some time. In an interview with uh, Bleacher Report, Rosen said that being a football player and an athlete don't really mix well. Well, no shit. He added that while you can manage to get a degree while playing football, that some schools in some degrees are easier than others and that schools are more focused on keeping players eligible than seeing them enrich themselves academically. I know, again, no shit. Quote from Rosen, if I wanted to graduate in three years, I'd just get a sociology degree. I want to get my MBA. I want to create my own business. When I'm finished with football, I want a seamless transition to life and work and what I've dreamed about doing all of my life. I want to own the world. <laughs> that, so, that part was kind of weird. So this is Conor McGregor doing this Yeah, interview. I mean, that part was kind of weird, but overall, what he said is kind of just a real no-shit moment for everything. Yeah, it's, it's, kind of, uh, it's kind of one of those where it's like, wait a second, you mean to tell me that schools care more about the sport than they do about... Athletes, or right? The and some people, part of the athletes, really. Some people took exception because he also mentioned that at uh, you know, obviously getting a degree at a place like Clemson, because somebody brought up the fact that you know Deshaun Watson, their starting quarterback from the last three years, graduated in three years, and you know what about that? And he said. Well, basically, you know, all schools aren't created equal when it comes to degrees. Right. And just in general, which is just like anything when you're talking about even high schools have it where not all high schools are the same difficulty across the board. Yeah, exactly. Getting just because everybody graduates high school, it doesn't mean that everybody's journey was exactly the same. Yeah. And you can't I mean, you honestly can't look at the schools and say they're on an even even level when it comes to that. Like anybody right. who thinks that's the case is crazy. And, the, even, and that's the weird even thing. Even if the government stepped in and standardized everything at every school across the country, you've got different teachers. Right. You've got different demographics. You've got like things just will never be the same across the board. We're talking about school. And that's fine as long as everybody gets the general, you know, there's a general guideline and as long as everything kind of fits within there. But I just don't know many people who would who would think that that's the case? Like, I feel like most people understand that not all school is created equally. Well, but I, I think it was funny that it became such a big story this week. You know, again, timing of the year when there's absolutely nothing going on. Well, but him making yeah. these comments, and he also said something about like, well, hey, you know, if you make academics a big thing, then at a school like Alabama, then what does their football team look like? Which again is a good point. I mean, that's the line that was that they were talking that, about. That's yes. the line that everybody got upset about, yes. which is. Uh, again, fine if you want to get upset about it, but is it not true? It's 100% true. <laughs> the same could be said at almost every school. The, yes. You take out Stanford and how many like power schools right. are traditionally, like year after year, schools that are good in football also have good academics. It just doesn't happen. I mean, even Notre Dame eventually succumbed to the fact that they're, they place academics at a higher standard right. than everybody else, and it's and, hard to get people to go there. And it and it gets to a point, and I've I've said this with my friends who are all Notre Dame fans. You have to Notre Dame has to make the decision: 
do you want to win football games right or do you want to be the school that does it the right way right quote unquote and like you can't have it both ways you can't there's no way you cannot compete at a high level year after year and at the same time be this get top the, of the line get academic. the top athletes period. you're you're going to be uh an eight and four maybe yeah. seven a, and five on a good year win 10 games regu- yeah, yeah and then every once in a while you flare up because you get that good mixture of right but to be somebody like Alabama, no, you got to get the kids. Got to lower who, the standards. You got to <laughs> just do. You have to get the kids who are there to get to the NFL. Right. They don't care about class. They they didn't come to play school. <laughs> <laughs> well, and even if even if they did, even if some of them have good intentions to, it's tough. It it's is not very tough. easy You're... to ask somebody to spend you know twenty some hours per week on football and then also try to get a, a college degree. I mean, right. it just doesn't work. The work-life balance just I know, isn't there. I know how much time I spent in college, like when I went to class, going to class. As and, a non-athlete. <laughs> and Yeah, and I didn't play anything. Like, <laughs> right. I had a part-time job. That was it. These guys are getting up early. They're working out. They got to go to meetings. They got film. They got practice. And on travel. top of that, yeah, and travel. That's the other thing that always got me was when, when, and I never even thought about that in high school, but once I got to X and saw like the basketball players were like, hey, I'm, I'm going to miss all of these days of this class. Right. I was like, dude, yeah, how the fuck do you do anything, man? And that's not just the, like, I'm talking even the other athletes, the one that don't bring in the money. Right. Like, you Being have a just as much. Is tough, yeah, you have just period. as much pressure if you're on the cross country team. I mean, granted, you're not making the school billions of dollars, but you still have that same rigorous schedule. Right. The the expectations are still there that you practice and work out and do all that stuff. Right. All the same thing that any other sport does. You, you just don't get the notoriety. That's the right. Only yeah, you don't. <laughs> but then imagine that with football, having all that stuff, and then having the pressure to also win every game. Yeah, and if you lose. <laughs> People hate you. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, and if, God like, forbid, you prioritize school over football or seem as if it... Then you get labeled as a guy who doesn't care enough about football. You yep. know, you're, you're not... You're not taking the game seriously enough if, if we're, you know, you're actually thinking about getting the education part <laughs> right. down. So, I mean, there, it's a no-win situation if you're a football player or a student athlete just in general when you're talking about, I need to be a great athlete and my help my team win, and I also need to get a college degree, and that means doing good in the classroom. Yeah. It's, I mean... It, he he pointed it out, and I feel like everybody got up in arms. But he told the truth, and and everything that he said, none of it came as a surprise to me. I know every thought, ah, yeah, every yeah, single thing that sense. he said, I'm like, yep, accurate. And they really should be, you know, even if even if they are preparing to go to the NFL, I still feel like they should also be doing something enough in the classroom to because you never know what's going to happen. Right. I mean, I'm not saying that every you know, athlete needs to be a straight A student or whatever, but they need to have enough education to make it worthwhile while they're there so that if things go south for football, there's something to fall back on. There's something to say, yeah, yeah, I, I got this degree and it wasn't just because I, I, I got a comm degree and it wasn't it was the just because I major. showed up. Yeah and, yeah, and you know, they marked me as present and, you know, basically just made sure I was eligible. Like, I actually gained something out of it. But I'm also not stupid enough to sit here and think that you know, oh, yeah, man, they got to be on the up and up with all this. I mean, what happens, right. happens. You know, you're an athlete. 
I think what what and what we as fans need to do is stop putting that pressure on. Like when you right. do hear those stories of the kids that are double majoring and great, celebrate that fact and that kid is an exception to the rule because most kids in the country are not are not pulling that off. Yeah. In fact, I'd venture to guess that close to like 90%, right. especially when you're talking about football, it's all either bogus majors right. or it's, you know, it's not your, it's not your basic academia. There, yeah, exactly. There's some type of shenanigans going on that, that, <laughs> that, you know, that the average student doesn't get away with. I mean, you know, the teacher looks the other way or the teacher, ah, you know, even, even if the teacher extends the deadline on something because of, I mean, that's a bonus that your average Absolutely. student doesn't get. Yeah. But oh, I'm you're traveling this week? Okay, we're going to let you turn that right. in next week. I'm perfectly Tuesday. fine with that, though, because they're doing something right. else that, you know, the other student isn't doing. Right. So I'm not going to sit there as a regular person with the degree, you know, that got the degree for doing things when yeah. they were supposed to be done because I wasn't doing those things. Right. Like, I don't understand people who harbor such bitter feelings I know. towards the athletes. They don't realize what those athletes sacrifice to, to right to do that. Yeah. And yeah. I, I do understand getting bitter if like there's no care at whatsoever by the athlete, but the ones that make any type of even, you know, the minimalist effort to say, right. Hey, you know, I, I'm trying here. I got all this stuff to do, but I, I really want to do this. Like, as long as I see an effort, right. that's pretty much all, yeah. all you can exactly. ask for. I'm, I'm with you on that, man. <laughs> Well, uh, let's move into the track world. This is a story, a, a topic I I don't know if we've really ever talked about outside of the Olympics on the show. Uh, but this weekend we saw Usain Bolt pretty much end his career. Uh, he ran his last race, likely, at the World Championships. Boo. Uh, he lost in his last ever race uh, to not one, but two American sprinters. He finished in third place in the 100-meter finals. He ran a 9.95, which is amazing that a 995 was third place like that's so fast and it it was only good enough for third place uh but he lost to 21 year old christian coleman uh who took the silver he ran a 994 and then track's greatest heel justin gatlin oh. took home the gold <laughs> uh, he's been busted twice for doping he won it with a 992 um, we think it was clean this time. Yeah, third time's a charm, right? Yeah, <laughs> probably not. There's no, 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 guys. This time, <laughs> I was on the up and up. So there's there's just so much to this story because Bolt, like now, goes down as oh, your last race, you came in third. Like that's what people are going no, to remember. No, no, back up because as soon as you started the story and you said one, nobody knows that this is his last race. Yeah, he said it's done. No, 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 no. I know. Oh, you're saying. Do you know who knows? Yeah, the average person who knows who Usain Bolt is. They don't. They're only going to remember the triple triple. All anybody's ever going to remember is what he did at the Olympics because for most of the Olympic sports, everything in between the four years means absolutely nothing. That's a fair point. It doesn't matter how many records or anything you do in between there. I mean, you could go to Mars and come back. And as long as, (laughs) as long as you competed in the Olympics, you'd be fine. Uh, so I set the Mars record. Uh, right. So oh, no, that's so fucking great. How'd you do in the Olympics? All they're going to do is remember. I can guarantee you at the Olympics next time around, people are going to be, hey, where's Usain Bolt? Because usually <laughs> when you kind of remember when Michael Phelps said, hey, this is going to be my last Olympics. And then it yeah. wasn't. But you had kind of this farewell tour for him. And, you know, that's all they talked about was how this was his last Olympics. Because Bolt never got that. Essentially, people who don't pay right. any attention it's to this stuff in this be... news kind of just was a byline. But see, so that's the thing. He didn't 
he could because he has said before the Olympics, like, no, I'm coming back. I'm going to compete in 2017 and do but he's still the world championship. But my point being, he didn't get that farewell that he could have gotten know, last Olympics. People say shit every day. How he's do we know back. that it? How do you know? I'm telling you, I I'll oh, yeah. make the bet right now. He's not coming back. All right, well there it is. That sealed the deal that he's coming back. (laughs) Mike Berlon just (laughs) gambled on the fact that he's not coming back. So eh, it's a pretty safe bet to assume that you can see Usain Bolt in the next Olympics. (laughs) But okay, even if he doesn't, again, everybody's just going to remember. Oh my God, he was amazing for all that other stuff. I know, but you're like, oh, the last race he won, or the last race he ever won, was a loss. I feel like he cheated himself out of having that fanfare. Like, think maybe he didn't want it. Think about how crazy people would have gone if, in his last races ever, (laughs) he completed the triple triple. Jordan said, "Hi, Daddy." (laughs) I saw. Wait a minute. (laughs) Why is he still awake? (laughs) Daddy says, "Go to bed." Uh, anyways, I, I think this is crazy because this is uh, the analogy that I, I put in uh, for this Fuck you, Jim. was basically uh, if Hulk Hogan had beat Andre the Giant at WrestleMania three and then the next day lost to like the junkyard dog and then was like, all right, I'm done wrestling. That's it. I'm out. That's the equivalent of what we just saw. Did you just equate scripted wrestling? To real life, yes, <laughs> yes. it's exactly. I know what you're going level. for, yes, but your picks are as piss poor as your analogies. <laughs> what the hell, man? <laughs> if that happened, it would be because Vince McMahon wanted it to, and there would be a long storyline there to follow. What? No. <laughs> <laughs> this is nothing like that. Ignore exactly what you like that. That's exactly what like this that. man just said. <laughs> That's insane. That's exactly like that. Anyways, as Gatlin was winning the race, no, this would be Lord. like Joey Chestnut. Having won this tenth one, <laughs> and then in some pierogi eating contest the week after the Fourth of July, losing to me and you, and then be like, oh, "That's it, y'all. I'm hanging them up." That's a better equation, because guess what? That ain't scripted, motherfucker. Bring it in wrestling. Think wrestling is the analogy. Get the hell out of here. Where'd you come up with the pierogi eating contest? I love it. Because it's just the first food that popped into my head for some. Because, you know, in between the hot dog eating contest, you hear about all these other records that Joey Chestnut has, but everybody only thinks of him as the hot dog guy. Yeah, nobody knows about, like, the mac and cheese. Right, right, right. The fried mac and cheese. Or or the fried (laughs) Twinkies or anything like that. There's all sorts of crazy ass contests, but he's labeled as the hot dog champion. But, you know, he goes out the next week and loses to you and me in a Twinkie eating contest. And it's like, oh, that's it, guys. You'll never see me in another food competition again. I'm done. That is the, that is the equation you were looking for. Oh, Hogan. No, I like, I like the Hogan one way better. <laughs> that's awful. It's <laughs> awful. Anyways, uh, so Gatlin got booed to death. As he was winning that race, oh like, shocker! People let it rain, and it got He's like the Barry Bonds of running. Yes, it got worse for him because here was the headline from the Telegraph the day after: it said Usain Bolt beaten in last solo race as drug cheat Justin Gatlin <laughs> gate crashes World 100 meter. Was this the New York Post? No, this was the Telegraph. Oh, because uh, <laughs> New York, those guys are brutal with those headlines. No, so. this is this is overseas. Like this fucking bastard. <laughs> wow, 
drug cheat. Which is funny because so many people, you know, because he's won so many times and, you know, we can't have athletes dominate without there being suspicion. Right. I've suspected that, you know, at some point we'd find out that Usain Bolt cheated. So that headline's going to look real funny if if it somehow, some way, Bolt ever gets outed as a user. Yeah, but this is like the... Everybody's so disappointed in the track world that, like, the bad guy beat the good guy in his last race. Yeah. <laughs> Hogan. <laughs> I, I've never been more disappointed in you than at this moment. He's wrestling. Scripted wrestling is an analogy. <laughs> Woo! All right. We're moving I think on. It's because I had been talking to Tank that day when I, when I <laughs> found this story. And just, I, get, I mean, I got I what you were going for, head, but man. it just. Fell apart. <laughs> no, it did not. It's an accurate. An We're moving icon, on. An icon that was the golden boy does something amazing. The next time out in an inconsequential event, he loses to somebody that nobody likes, and then he calls it quits. That's the analogy. Who cares what sport it's from? Dude, it's still- it was one is scripted, though, so that, <laughs> that immediately makes it fall apart because it's like, well, yeah, he was going to lose because they decided in an, uh, an afternoon meeting that that was what was going to go you down. You never heard of the Bret Hart screw job? Oh, jeez. Come on. It's called the Montreal screw job. Get your shit together, man. Oh, my God. All right. Anyway, moving on. Most times when injuries in sports occur, it is not a laughing matter. Unless Mike's involved, apparently. Uh, but then there's baseball. And that seems to be the sport where at least once a season, some ridiculous ass injury comes out. And it's hilarious. And this year's front runner for ridiculous injury comes from, of course, my Atlanta Braves. Because why not? Uh, this past Tuesday night, while jogging out to play shortstop, just as the game was starting, mind you, uh, rookie Johan Camargo went down for possibly the next two weeks with a hyperextended knee. Yeah. Yeesh. You heard that right. He was jogging out to shortstop to man his position, not fielding. Not running out of the batter's box, not doing anything that you could understand, not sliding into the bag hard. Well, hang on. He was trying to jump over the chalk line because <laughs> yeah, because yeah. it's very important. An athletic feat of superstition. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so he, he wasn't even, you know, jogging out to get his morning paper from the end of the driveway. Dude was just fucking, you know, running up, came up lame with freak injury. Dude. And yeah, that's the whole story. Yeah. He jogs out to shortstop, got carried off the field <laughs> before a pitch had ever been thrown. I thought it was but bad. Up, but up, but up, Braves. <laughs> I thought it was bad when I broke my ankle playing soccer just running. I just ran and just it snapped. That was it. But at least you were going full bore. At least it bore. was in a game. You were going full bore. <laughs> it was beer league soccer, so I That's really... fine. It's better than scripted <laughs> Nobody, Nobody said that, hey, Mike's going to break his ankle today. And then it happened. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> Braves suck so bad this year that they get hurt running out Dude, to field the positions. That's so funny to me. I mean, it's it sucks for him, but it, it could have been worse. At least it's only two weeks. He's like, oh, good. I get to miss two weeks and still get paid. Cool. That's cool with me. It's more embarrassing than anything, yeah. though, right? right? I mean. Oh, it's definitely embarrassing. I got to yeah. go on the DL. Why? <laughs> I, Jogging out to I was start I was, the game. I was I was trying to get on the field. <laughs> Not even like, oh, I slipped on the steps coming up the dugout. Even At least better. that I can make. Even it. better. I, 
I was racing the freeze in between <laughs> innings and hyperextended my knee. That dude's blazing fast. At least that would be a legit reason. Fans would have a better, ah, oh, man, you know. Me and you out there running against the freeze, trying to beat the freeze. Hyperextend our knee. Ah, uh, yeah, that totally get how that happens. He overexerted himself. Nah, just jogging out. By the man, way. gonna have myself a good game tonight. Nope, hyperextended my knee. <laughs> Done for two weeks. Uh, what if this just nags too for like the rest of the year? What if it's a career thing? Oh, God, my knee was awful. never right again. <laughs> I remember my rookie year. I was having a pretty good year. Telling his grandkids, hyperextended my knee. Shit was never right again. If only Vince McMahon had scripted it to happen. <laughs> uh, so there's. Two comments on the Facebook feed. Uh, Vic says that I am a queer. Fuck you, Vic. Uh, also factual. And then he said, screw you, Scott. Wrestling is real. It uh, is real. I celebrated the 20th anniversary of D-Generation X this week just like everybody else. <laughs> but you know what? I'm not going to use it as an analogy. Wasn't today? Wasn't it 20 I years ago? I said this today? week. Yeah. No, they, no, no. I'm just... I didn't know if... Oh, yeah. But I mean, I, I think they I did like a... It was. They did a week-long celebration as far as of I'm course concerned. They did. Of course they did. Generation X, they should. <laughs> One of the best factions to ever hit <laughs> sports entertainment. One of the best creations by Vince McMahon it's ever. It's real to me, man. It's yeah. real to me. Uh, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> moving on. This week, uh, Bob Kraft, owner of the Patriots, made a, uh, he made a pretty big investment into the, the organization when he bought not one. Still waiting to get them rings back from Putin, though. <laughs> yeah, that's not happening, man. <laughs> He's like, hey, Allegedly. hey, if you if you're gonna blow up North Korea, can you like shoot one into Russia and maybe I can get my ring after they're all gone? Like, I'll just run over there and check real quick. <laughs> it'd, it'd be like a nuclear holocaust. Just cockroaches and Bob Kraft Super Bowl ring. Found it. We're good. He sifted through the rubble. <laughs> <laughs> oh, found it. Here it is. I got it, guys. I got it. We're good. Can I get a? It was a cockroach had it on his back. I'm good. He was was using it as armor to fight off the other roaches. (laughs) And it's next to Putin's corpse. (laughs) I knew that bastard had it. (laughs) Anyways, uh, well, he could get to Russia now to check on that in uh, not one, but two Boeing 767 jets that he bought for the Patriots team this week. Uh, That's how much money this man has. He bought two jets for his team. This makes the Patriots the first deal. Is it like when you buy two Gillette razors at the same time and it's, totally. it's a bonus thing? I mean, if you're you buying two was jets at the same time. You know he haggled. I mean, if I can get, I know most people just buy one, but what if I buy two? Can I get a 50% discount on that other one? <laughs> you know what he did? He, he went in looking to buy one and he talked the guy down to a price and he's like, all right, I'm going to take two of those. But it's got to be that <laughs> price that you just quoted me. But the guy's like, oh, shit, I got crafted. <laughs> Damn it. All right, well, you win this round. That's how rich white men stay rich white men. Haggling. Shafting. Well, that makes the Patriots the first NFL team to own a plane for team travel. From a financial standpoint, this could make sense because they said that Reportedly, he spent $10 million on the planes. Actually, to be honest with you, when I heard that, one, that they were the first team that ever had this, I thought, that, that's crazy. No other teams I, had this that's before. Because I've seen Major League when <laughs> the, the Indians plane pulls Again, up. Again, using like, fake things. No, to- but I, 
But yes, as I a know, kid, but... seeing that, I was like, oh, right. every team has their own plane. But okay. I, and I really did, too. I thought that all teams... And then, you know what, though? I, living in the world of media, I realized that most of them just charter regular-ass flights, and they don't have their yeah. own planes. But I did think that there were more... Like, I didn't think, oh, this yeah, was this the first was the time first it happened. One. And, I mean, I'm broke as fuck, but... Ten million dollars sounded like a deal for two planes. <laughs> two planes, yeah. like, and I'm I know there's other and they're, costs. They're like all I'm, outfitted for you know high tech stuff. I mean, and it's not just oh we bought two right puddle these, jumpers. And, yeah, you know we're <laughs> we're barely gonna make it anywhere we go, and and Tom's gonna have to get out and. Throw spin, throw the parachute out so we can that land. Propeller, Tom, spin the propeller. We gotta go. Right. <laughs> they're just sitting there like the price is right trying to get the plane started <laughs> so yeah so I mean but still that sounds cheap to me. yeah it's not bad and especially when you consider that uh, the cost to charter 10 flights this year which is the cost for two preseason games and eight regular season games mm-hmm. that doesn't count playoffs doesn't count Super Bowl they're saying it could hit four million dollars so he, That's a great investment. It's a good investment. After two seasons. Especially, well, not only that, they, somebody pointed out, he can fucking rent these out during the offseason. Like, you know there's some big-ass ballers in Boston that would be like, yeah, I'll, I'll rent the Patriots plane to there fly to There are plenty it. of rich white motherfuckers in yes. Boston who would <laughs> love the opportunity I'm gonna to rent, rent the Patriots get, plane for a day. Do you mean I get to sniff Tom Brady's seat? Yep, I'll pay it. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's so true, though. Uh, so he could end it's up fucking making, Tom Brady. He could make a ton of money on this. Um, and they're all decked out too. They're, I don't know if you saw the pictures. Oh yeah, and it's got, got like the, the Patriots logo on it. It's got five Super Bowl yeah, championship yeah, trophies. Yeah. My first thought was, tail. oh okay, so you sprayed painted the uh, the five trophies on there. What what if you win one this year? Oh, not anticipating winning anyone. Nope. That's cool. Maybe that's the last time they'll ever win one. They'll just stay at <laughs> five for eternity because he. Jinxed him with his stupid custom plane. <laughs> that was my first thought when I heard that that was on there. Like, no. That would be awesome if that's their undoing. St- They've got st- the, the st- curse of st- the Stu plane. Stu on Levitard said he was going to get his own custom plane because he's a Jets fan. He's like, I'm going to have five middle fingers on it. And I'm going to fly it right next to him. Just my five middle fingers supporting at their plane. I thought that was pretty good. That's solid. Uh, By the way, Tyson wanted to let you know, uh, Mitchell Trubisky went 10 for 10 with a touchdown against dudes who won't even make the NFL last night. Dude's been conspicuously absent from his uh, Bears-Mitchell Trubisky report for weeks. Mitchell Trubisky shows up last night against the 12th Stringers, and all the Bears (laughs) fans are out. Oh, shit, y'all. We finally got ourselves a franchise here. But that's what happens with Bears fans when you go through years and years of me and you at quarterback. Right. Anything that goes positive. I we like, found him. He's I like the when one. Ditka came out this week and was like, Trubisky looked really good. Like, he impressed probably more than Tom Brady oh, did when Jesus we first saw him. It's like, Christ. Ditka. Dude, really? Really? That's where you're... Ditka's co- become on. a caricature. He's absolutely... He is, he's <laughs> the, the last Lou five year of he, the NFL. No, the last five years, he's just gone off the rails. I think CTE has hit him hard. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's my rampant wild speculation is that he just... They just keep trotting him out there, but he's really he's fucked up. <laughs> he's out here like super stumping for Trump, and uh, he's just he's gotten ridiculous. <laughs> he went from a guy I really liked on Countdown and everything to the guy who's he's the crazy old grandpa who you're just like, 
hey, man, I got this grandpa. <laughs> he just kind of says some things sometimes. Just fucking ignore it. I mean, he's from a different time. It was cool to say those things then. And just don't, don't take it personal. He's that He's that. You might have now. to Google some of these slurs, but they're bad. Just right, yeah. Bad. Just, just, it'd be cool. Like, I mean, he... He really means no harm, but he just comes from a different era. That's how I feel about Ditkin now. He just, times have passed him by, and he's just an angry old dude just spouting off. So anything he says, like, ha, 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 that's cool. <laughs> Mitchell Trubisky worth a damn. Come on. My prediction, five to six years in the league, three different teams, boom. He's getting the Christian Ponder treatment. Wow. Call okay. Now. All right. I'm He's not done. even going to argue with you on that one. No. There's nothing to argue. No. Dude's going to be a bust. <laughs> Tyson knows it, too. He's just trying to salvage <laughs> some preseason feelings, get some good mojo. Tyson said that once Dicka wore the Packers sweater in the McDonald's commercial, he was dead to him. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Mike Glennon also threw a uh, pick on his second pass. <laughs> a pick six. Wait, Joe just said that uh, Dicka and Barkley could have a head-to-head and he would pay to watch that over Mayweather McGregor. <laughs> There's a lot of things that I'd pay to watch over Mayweather McGregor. I'm not going to pay to watch Mayweather McGregor. I'm going to watch it. I'm not going to pay to. But that, Facebook Live, that's the way to go. You can, you can, Because you can pick which part of the world you're tuning into. If you tune into Ireland, like if you I don't move know that I want to go that far. Move the map it's over to Ireland. Crazy. I know that's why it's fun because oh. those fucks are nuts. Uh, I've watched of some crazy, McGregor fights. Speaking of crazy fucks, uh, <laughs> Joe West, MLB umpire, was suspended three games this week because he said that Adrian Beltre is the biggest whiner in the game. Funny enough, we've had both Adrian Beltre stories yeah. with him, you know, getting the three hundred and getting 3, you know, thrown out of yeah. three hundred. What was my problem? <laughs> 3,000 hits, but got thrown out of the game. Yes. Because Angel Hernandez is yeah. a douche. Yeah. And then, you know, we were talking about Angel Hernandez and his suing the league. Yep. And here's Joe West getting suspended by the league. It's been a real umpire, Adrian Beltre filled yeah. few weeks very, here on Grand Very Sport. heavy. But anyway, called him the biggest winner in the game. And uh, this goes back to a USA Today interview he did in June. And in the interview, he was asked, who's the biggest complainer in the game? And West says... Quote, it's got to be Adrian Beltre. Every pitch you call, that's a strike. He says, whoa, whoa, whoa. (laughs) (laughs) I had a game with him recently, and the pitch was right down the middle. He tells me, that ball is outside. I told him, you may be a great ball player, but you're the worst umpire in the league. (laughs) You stink. I love this. And when I first heard that he got suspended for I thought, what's the big deal? Like, I understand. On the one hand, I did understand... And I thought, okay, that's actually nice because usually it's always players and coaches and uh, managers, whatever. If you criticize officials, boom, you get fined, you're you done. get suspended, yeah. whatever. Right. And I guess it doesn't really happen that often where uh, umpires are. Well, nobody are really refs. gives a shit. They yeah, they're, they're not asking them questions, so they don't. But I, 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 it was nice to see that the shoe was on the other foot, or at least like MLB thought. All right, if we're going to suspend players and managers for arguing these things and then coming out in the media and shitting on our guys, right? If one of our guys shits on a player, we got to take action. Yeah. But Adrian Beltre didn't have a problem with this. He took it in jest. I don't really understand why it he got It sounds three like games. it's just like a, a joke between the two. Like, you it know, umpires. It, did, yeah, and it didn't really sound like he was that serious. And even if he was. I guarantee you there's plenty of guys who do right. something similar. I mean, right. every guy wants to 
get an easy hit or a walk. So well, and they're, they're gonna, gonna lobby. Gonna, you know that there's a human element. So yeah, you're gonna work. Right. You're gonna work them as much as you can. Um, it, even if it's just to get them to question a call later on. That's it, just that. Right. Oh, uh, maybe it was. Maybe that one was outside. I'll give them this call. Especially when they're back at bat. Like yeah. whether or not they do it right. the rest of the game, they're gonna scrutinize that at bat because. Oh, yeah, earlier in the game, he said something to me. Maybe it wasn't. Maybe it right. was. Even if he second-guesses himself on one call, it can make all the difference yep. in an event. Yeah, it could, it could take the count from 0-2 to 1-1. Right. And, Changes and now the it's event. a whole different at that. <laughs> but I, I, the thing that kills me about this is we as fans always want that truth from like the, the athletes, the coaches. Like, you, the big joke is how Belichick never gives any real answers, and it's just all the, the bullshit Oh yeah, that we played hard. They're a good team. We, we <laughs> right. like we get so sick of hearing that shit. So when you see something like this, it's refreshing, and it's like, fuck yeah, that's the type of shit I want to see, and I want to hear from these guys that are in it day in and day out, and then they get punished for it. So it's no wonder why we only get the bullshit canon answers whenever right. somebody asks a question, right? Because so, if you say anything that can be they're gonna, misconstrued, right? Like this oh. is this is clearly. Uh, I don't think Joe West meant anything by it, like. Yeah, and you know what? Maybe even he is he, a whiner. You know, Maybe I was he's say, a fucking whiner. Even if he did, I, I don't. It wasn't malicious what he said. He, it, it was in a joking manner. Ha! You're the worst ump in the big leagues. Right. He's clearly a ball player, so he's not. Right. You know, yeah. I mean, Joe West was having some fun with the whole yeah. thing. So. It's such a dad joke to say to him too. Oh yeah. <laughs> like, you Total. may be you may be a great ball player, but you're a terrible umpire. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> Beltray walked back like, what the fuck was he talking about? I don't even... Anyways. uh, Yeah, that's a weird... It's a... I I think it's bullshit that he got suspended. Were you also confused that... I didn't realize that umpires could get suspended. I didn't know that was a thing. That's what I'm saying. I didn't know that happened. It's refreshing that it happened (laughs) because I didn't know it could. Yeah. And because it never does. I've never heard of that. Uh, Again, players, managers, coaches, whatever... They always get suspended and fined for talking shit about officials. It never happens the other way. And I assumed, right. I guess, that it couldn't. Yeah. Right? That they were protected by being an official of the league. But hey, turns out, yeah, if you talk shit, you can. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's wrap, wrap up some Ucker, Upper Deck. Uh, Ucker? Upper. Ucker. Upper. upper uh, we're, we're upper getting, back. We're getting voicemails, so that's why I was like, fuck, oh, we got to oh, get Oh, people this. are calling? Uh, they're trying yeah. to talk shit? Yeah, they're it's trying probably to call the West in, Coast. So, uh, no, this, I, I think this was, uh, I think this was your bro. It was a oh, 419 number. Oh, trying to call? Oh. Yeah. Uh-oh. I don't know. Anyways, uh, we'll wrap it up with the story about OJ, uh, just because we can't the get juice. enough. Can't get enough juice on this show. Uh, this is kind of OJ. So it turns out the infamous Bronco from the 94 slow speed chase has been hidden away all this time. I've always wondered, like, what happened to that? Who had it? Where was it? I thought it was, like, maybe in evidence somewhere. No, it I has had, been hidden. Uh, yeah, I've watched all these documentaries. <laughs> it's like a guy who bought it and pretty much kept it in his garage. This was OJ's former manager, Mike yeah. Gilbert, yeah. has had the, the Bronco. I think they even mentioned that on the uh, 30 for 30. Oh, I don't remember Towards that. the end. Uh, but honest to God, I've watched so much OJ stuff in the past, like, <laughs> <laughs> Two years, I get my shit confused, but I well, knew that somebody had had it. He's and it was had it all sitting. this time. Yeah, it's just been sitting there. He said he's had some offers in the past to, to he buy wasn't it, and he it. wasn't yeah. selling it until now. He is ready to sell the Bronco. 
Uh, he is asking for half a million dollars. He wants five hundred thousand dollars. Get a fucking GoFundMe. Craft Brood Sports is buying a Bronco. <laughs> I need to sit in that driver's seat. Unfortunately, we are not going to have a chance because some asshole already put up the money. uh, Likely. We'll find out on Monday. My guess is a rich old white man. Um, Bob Kraft probably got his his phone. a rich old white man. I bought two Uh, planes this week. What about that Bronco OJ was driving? Mike Gilbert is taking this to the guys at Pawn Stars. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of, sort of. So he is. It's an episode that's airing on Monday where he is bringing it to Rick at Pawn Stars and he wants to sell him the Bronco. Said he will not take less than 500000 which would be the biggest deal that's ever been done on Pawn Stars. I think they said the highest deal they've done is like 128000 or something like that. Uh, but he he's fucking taking it. First of all, you're taking it to Vegas. Like, like OJ hasn't gotten out yet. OJ's still in prison in Vegas. So he's going to get out and the Bronco's just going to be like, Sitting on display oh, no. in old Vegas. He's going to get arrested for trying to take back his own stuff again. Or just going to be like, that's my Bronco. And just try to get in it and totally get. It's a setup, man. OJ, don't fall for it. They're trying to trap you. Here's my favorite. Could you part. imagine if you're just sitting on this? Hey, that's mine. Ha! Gotcha, bitch. Get back, back in there. Full term. You're in there for life. My no. uh, my favorite thought. I want to watch this episode of Pawn Stars just because Rick. I'm always, DVRing this shit. He always brings in his experts. So I've only to... seen Pawn Stars a few times. So Every, I know the gist of it. Everything it. that somebody brings in, they're like, "Oh, this is from World War II." He's like, "Well, I got a World War II expert, so I'm going to bring him down here to take a look at this." And then this guy's like, "Oh, this has is an real expert on expert. whatever it is." It's, yeah, it, but it's like the most rare. Oh, I got an expert in ballpoint pens. We're going to have him come down and take a look at this one. Got an expert out. in uh, vintage Kool Aids. <laughs> I have him come down. This Kool-Aid is actually worth $300. This was a rare package that they only made five of. I want Rick to be like, yeah, this is great. Uh, I got my buddy Paul. He's uh, he's an expert in accused murder getaway cars. So I'm going to have him come down to take a look at this and just uh, you know find out if it's the real thing. We'll see how it holds up. $500,000, man, for that Bronco. For a 94 Bronco that... Was a getaway car. This has been Upper Deck, brought to you as always by Audible.com and by The Juice. <laughs> I was going to go with it was brought to you by Vince McMahon and his scripted shows. <laughs> I'm trying to get Mike Berlin's picks. <laughs> Jesus, his I analogies. Hate you so much. I hate <laughs> you so much, man. All right, the drunk line's open, folks. Yeah, drunk line call is open. Up. Be sure to uh, hit us up four four zero thirty seven drunk. You can call in now. Whoever was trying to call in, sorry that uh, that we missed it. Feel free to call back in uh, if you want. <laughs> there was. Wait, hang on. I'm just gonna go ahead and play this voicemail that was left. Oh, this ought to be good. Answer the damn phone when your sister calls, asshole. <laughs> I don't have a sister, so that had to be yours. Fantastic. Oh, Your dad's been spreading <laughs> spreading the news out there. Hey, guys, call in. Support your brother, damn it. That's awesome. I like how vicious she got right off the bat. Which sister is that? the damn phone. That's my sister, Katie. Oh, okay. So, Katie, if you're listening still, uh, call back in because... You sound like you are already there. You're already drunk, and I would love to hear it. Um, all right, so <laughs> we talked about Blank Slate, man. Um, 
the only other real big news that happened this week is something that literally just happened today. (laughs) 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 That is the news of uh, Ezekiel Elliott. This would be a good time if my brother was trying to call in for him to call in. (laughs) Big old Cowboys homer that he is. Oh, he's a Cowboys fan? I thought we'd been over this. We probably have. Yeah, my brother's a Cowboys fan. And... A delusional one at the. Oh, okay. Sorry, that was an oxymoron. <laughs> He's a Cowboys fan. Yeah. Although I did text him earlier to make fun of him, and he was refreshingly rational about what had happened. Oh, so if, for those of you that don't know, Ezekiel Elliott got hit with a six-game suspension, and they didn't go down the road of uh, domestic violence, right? They just said personal conduct policy for this basically they said there yeah. was enough evidence to say that there was uh that, that right basically well i mean because originally <laughs> when their hard stance was outlined after the whole ray rice thing was, all right you're gonna get six games for any dv and then they bungled that and gave josh brown one game yes and then they bungled it also with the um Who's the other cowboy, the the de- uh, defensive end? I'm blanking on his name. The idiot that <laughs> is going for MMA that we talked about last year. Oh, yeah. Greg Hardy. The fuck was, yes, yeah. Hardy. Hardy. Uh, <laughs> Greg Hardy, and they gave him, what, four games? But then he more or less got blackballed out of the league because he was so stupid. Um, but, yeah, have not yet given down the six-game suspension for the d- domestic violence thing. Right. And so this happened. The whole investigation started because of domestic violence. They spent a year almost investigating this whole thing. And in that time, all sorts of other dumb shit that yeah. Ezekiel Elliott did was on the front pages and highlighted all of his other stuff. So instead of hitting with the actual six games and saying, all right, this was because of our investigation and the domestic violence thing, and here's what we found, they went on ahead and just said, ah, it's accumulation of shit. We think there was enough with the domestic violence issue even if we don't have hard evidence to give you these games, and because you're a dumbass with this other stuff, here's the full <laughs> six games. Of course, he's appealing this, and Dallas is, oh, well, we're going to sue, and we'll take him to court, and blah, blah, blah. But, I mean, I guess he can play while they appeal this, and who knows. Yes. I fully expect this to get knocked down to just four games, but even then. Even that. No, even that, when you're talking about a 16-game season, that's a fourth of the year. Right. I still laugh. <laughs> a, lot. a lot. I think where Cowboys fans are pissed is there were no charges that were filed. Like the, okay, so uh, they, I understand two. This points goes of back them. to yeah. This goes back to them saying that the NFL has jumped the gun and and are punishing based on kind of the appearance of what had happened, despite the fact that there is no charges being filed. So that's I think that's where Cowboys fans don't get me wrong. I'm not saying no, that no, no, I no, agree I know. with Cowboys fans. I know you're not I, I'm just, just breaking down what their that's their, their argument is. Yeah. is this is just a bullshit kangaroo court that the NFL is just like, nope, tough shit. I don't care what the police have said. It's basically the same thing as when um Tom Brady. Well I I was gonna go with uh uh who was the kid from Xavier that was accused of sexual assault and was kicked out of school. Yes. Des Wells kicked out of school. And then it was found that that it likely didn't happen. And then it's like, Oh, well we can't do that now. We can't go back on that. So I, I, Oh shit. Look at that. Crap. sports. Who's this? Hello. Hello. Hey, Katie. 
Yeah. Hey, uh, your voicemail was my favorite Hi. voicemail we've ever gotten. Oh, good. Did it make it on air? It did. Oh, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Katie, how much, how much have you had to drink tonight? Um, just a couple beers. <laughs> well, you, you've got a lot of catching up but to have... do for your father. Your, your father had yeah, an amazing call have... in last week. Let's see what you can do. <laughs> well, here's my question for you guys. What are your thoughts on Malik Richardson and YSU? Oh, good question. Malik Richardson what? Uh, Malik Richardson is one of the kids from Steubenville who was accused of rape and found guilty. Oh, okay, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. He I went to YSU. Uh, after he had gotten out of jail, he had gone to YSU, and they have allowed him to be on the football team this year. So he is playing football at YSU this season. Um, I So for me personally, I don't think the kid should be punished forever. Like, he, he shouldn't – he should be allowed to go to college, but I feel like playing football is a privilege. That's not like, oh, yeah, you – you should be allowed to do that. There needs to be some punishment that he feels for that. So I don't agree with Pelini letting him on that team. I, I, it's okay that he's at school. You can't, you can't tell the kid he can't go to school. But screw him. He shouldn't no. be allowed on the team. Are I, you taking another call there, Kate? What's going on? <laughs> no, no, no. So he's allowed on – but right now they just came out and said that he's allowed on the team, but he's not allowed to play. That makes no sense. So he's sense. just a pseudo member? So is he right? on the practice squad? Yeah, basically. That's ridiculous. That's, That's even, even worse dumber. than not letting him play at all to yeah, me. Just tell him he can't play. He can't be on the team. That's stupid. <laughs> An honorary member? What is he, Rudy? <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> That makes no sense. They're gonna be the, the last game of the year, his senior year. They're gonna be chanting for him. They're gonna be like rapist, rapist. <laughs> well, okay. So I mean, on the one hand, I, I'm sitting there thinking, I mean, you know, if he paid his dues, if he paid his time, whatever. It's it's absolutely awful what he did. But I mean, if he got out, served his time, fine. Then he's free to do whatever he wants. But at the same time, if you decide, man, well, we yeah. don't really want him to be part of the the program, or we're not gonna. Don't give him some fake thing and say, well, you can be part of the team, but you're not really part of the team. Either all in or nothing. I think I think coaches need to draw a line and, and decide what type of program they want to have. And if Pelini is going to allow guys who have been found guilty of rape, it's not like, oh, he right. was accused and then like but that's this, what I'm dude, saying. this either... dude was found guilty of rape and, and they're just going to let him on the team. Well, that's fine. But I mean, either let him do it or don't. Don't, like, and don't, yeah, have don't, him, don't, don't let him have this. any association. Don't kind of wish you watch it. Where, right, this, well, he's on the team, but he's not really on the team. I mean, yeah. what, what point does that What serve? do you think, Katie? Do you think he should be allowed on the team? I think I know the answer. No. Well, <laughs> I went back and forth about this for a long time, okay? But I think he should go to YSU. He should be allowed to go to school. I don't think yeah. he should be allowed to play. I'm with you. Hey, college athletics is not like... I mean... Right. Well, um, Baca says he could be a male cheerleader and be closer to the girls. <laughs> oh. oh, snap. Jesus. Uh, you can't let him at the bottom of a pyramid. Oh, wow. That's not good. <laughs> uh, took an unexpected turn. This got really awkward. <laughs> Shit. I didn't, didn't think it was going there. I'm going to let Katie handle that one. <laughs> Uh, no, I, 
yeah. Make a valid point that I don't want to touch. Right, yeah. So, no, he shouldn't be allowed <laughs> on the team. Let's, let's, let's bring the conversation back to that. <laughs> what, what are people saying up in Youngstown about it, Kate? Are people pissed about it, or, or are people like, no, it's fine? Yeah, there's, well, that's what – no, so um, they signed a petition, and the petition to keep him – to kick him off has, like, thousands of signatures. And then the other people were like, no, 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 he should be allowed to play. And that has 152 signatures or something like that. <laughs> it's, sad. it's sad that there's 152 people that are like, no, nah, let him play. Let <laughs> How him many play. of those are his yeah. family members, too? Well, that's a good point. That's a very 152 is a very low number. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's so that's mom, when YSU came out and said, aunt. okay. He can be on the team, but he can't play in any of the games. Who made that decision? Was that Polini's decision, or was that like the administration's decision? Whose was it? Tressel, Jim Tressel. Oh, the Tressel. Tressel comes in now. He's the now. When it was Maurice Claret, he's like, no, that's fine. He can play. That's fine. That's I'm totally cool with that. But when it's when it, when he's in the president role. He's all, he, ah, no, that's bad. Sounds like Jim. Fucking Tressel. What a piece of shit he mm-hmm. is. But wait a minute. Back up. So Tressel is the president and Bo Pelini is the head coach? Yes. <laughs> yes. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what to say about that. <laughs> I mean, really. You got the Ohio, the former Ohio State coach who won a national championship and Bo Pelini, who was one of the, at one point, was one of the most sought-after coaches in the country who then yeah. went to Nebraska and was the head coach. And now these are the problems both of them are dealing with. Yeah, they're Petitions. dealing with they're dealing with the Steubenville rapists. Jesus, playing for the team. Many, man, life comes at you fast <laughs> as a college football coach. This is why they're not worried about the kids and the education. <laughs> Jeez. Hey, I have another question for you guys. Was that was so, this a question from Buck? No. Okay. So since um. You know, like we just said, that he should be allowed to go to college since he's paid his time. Now that O.J. Simpson's getting out of jail, do you think he should be allowed to go to college? I think he should be allowed in the NFL again. He's a free agent, right? Is that eligibility? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think Jerry Jones would sign him tomorrow. I, I hear there's an opening in Dallas. <laughs> Sorry, Zeke, you're filled for the next six weeks. We got OJ coming back. Cowboys fans aren't worried about it. We got a Heisman Trophy winner coming in to take his place for the four games. I can see Jarrah coming up with that idea. All right, here's what we're going to do. We're going to hire ourselves OJ Simpson to come in and fill this void. Fuck it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But, yeah, I mean... Sure, he should be allowed to play yeah, football. OJ could go. OJ could go. I'd, uh, I'd run him on college. my flag football team. I heard he's a killer. <laughs> really nice through the defense. <laughs> I hear he can slash in and out right. really, really well. Anyways, Jesus Christ, this is awful. This is awful. This is pretty. pretty uh, the Burlon family brings it strong. On the, uh, uh, next time my brother calls in, he has a lot of catching up to do. Holy shit! Kate, thank you for calling in. No problem. All right. Good night. Love you. Bye. <laughs> that was awesome. I love I the ridiculous know, hypotheticals. I want to know who was talking to her there. Because there was somebody, I heard somebody in the background feeding her the questions. So I, don't know, <laughs> I don't know who it was, but I want to know. I hope it was my dad. 
<laughs> that would like, make it even all right, better. Ask, ask him about OJ now. I, I can't call in two weeks in just, a row. Yeah. They're going to think I'm crazy. Okay, call in for me. <laughs> ask him about OJ. See if, see if OJ will play. Your dad sent in a ringer. <laughs> <laughs> a literal ringer. Yeah, that'd be great. I hope it was Vic, too. <laughs> it was not my brother. My brother's at work until 1130. He just texted me. He wanted to call in on his lunch break as OJ's Bronco. <laughs> <laughs> I bet it has some stories to tell. <laughs> How is that not evidence? Didn't they find like blood on the Bronco? Yeah, but I mean, it it's just like I, I assume it's just like any other uh, vehicle and or whatever that's taken in. At, at, you know, it's just like eventually they they get rid of it. They're not going to keep it forever. But there it's, was it's evidence but, and it serves a purpose. But there was on. there was blood on there. Like I mean, yeah, I guess I can always scrape it and keep the blood. Yeah, you get but I'm saying you don't. There's always those like stories about like a case is reopened 20 years later because there's some new DNA testing and. Yeah, but I mean, there's nothing that they could do. That's true. They can't they, they can't double jeopardy them. Yeah, there was <laughs> it was open and shut case Johnson. I wouldn't say open and shut. Let's <laughs> let's not go that far. Hey, speaking of open and shut, we did not get to your uh, 90s R&B oh, uh, yeah, hip-hop is... question of the week to determine if you are indeed still a white motherfucker. Yeah, we're going to find out if I'm a white motherfucker. So uh, it, so this is this segment called, Is Mike a White Motherfucker? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go with that. Uh who started? I think Tank started a hashtag for it too. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, damn! This is got a life of its own. Because I got well, uh, he called me out for not knowing habitual line stepper. Yeah, no, Which actually, I don't a lot, know how I a don't lot know of that. a lot of people called you out about that. I, don't I felt know more how vindicated I, yeah. for you. I had no idea either, but you played it off. That's what made it even worse. I know. You laughed like, ah, yeah, yeah, stuff. I mean, you could have just. It, not admitted that you had no idea what I was talking about, but right, you did take the noble route of yeah, I had no yeah, idea no clue. Like, I've, I've totally fucking faked my way through Jesus. that one. <laughs> and if I hadn't called you out on it, it's nope, still... nobody would have known. <laughs> so glad this segment wouldn't exist right now. Maybe, anyways, now I would have. No, it would have because yeah, I was gonna say the the suggestion right. came before your so hit habitual with, line stepping. Hit me with my white motherfucker question of the week. All right, <laughs> the group next. Had a one-hit wonder during the 90s. Very popular song. Name that next song that was played to death during the 90s. Next. Next. <sighs> Shit. So I'm guessing this is an R&B group. Yes. This feels like me trying to name black hockey players. <laughs> <laughs> that um was that um was everything. Uh, I know that um. You're <sighs> fucked. Evander <laughs> Kane, <laughs> PK Subban, Pierre Edward. I need, to write, Edward, I need to write these down because in a few minutes I'm gonna be fucked. Dustin Byflin, uh, <laughs> Johnny Oduya. This is actually way harder than I thought it was. Uh, next. It, for some reason, I want to say that it's the song "Too Close," but I don't know if oh, that was shit. actually next. Was it? You the are not song? a white motherfucker yes. this week. Yes. <laughs> wow, too close. Well, yeah. what's funny is so 
Well, that song, most people have no idea who sings it. That's well. That's why next I was, was like a very generic. That's why I was like, is the that three dudes? Yeah, was that next? That's why I thought. <laughs> that's why I thought ah, this will stumble him yeah. enough because yeah. it came on the radio, and I thought ah, this would be a good question to ask him <laughs> if he knows. I was like, I can't say. Do you know who sings too close? Maybe that would have fucked you up. I would have never I, guessed next. Well, see, I would have yeah. thought. I thought the other way. I'm like, well, if I say next, it's still obscure enough. Dude, that's super if, obscure. If I, was, yeah. if I say, well, what was their main hit? I mean, that could be anything. And yeah. What are the chances? Wow. I'm actually kind of impressed. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, you're still a white motherfucker, but this week you are less, less. of a white motherfucker than I thought. Still a ridiculous habitual line stepper, though. Uh, See, Joe song, nailed it. Joe how nailed did that it. song ever get made? Like it's a song about a boner. Like, that song, <laughs> you know what's is funny? About popping a boner I, on the dance floor. I had no idea that that's what it was about <laughs> originally. When until I was younger, I was singing along. Well, I bought the CD, and I I remember looking at it and thinking, "Why the fuck does this have a, a parental advisory on it?" And that CD is scandalous <laughs> as fuck. Needless to say, outside of Too Close. There weren't a lot of songs on that CD that anybody should so, be hearing. Too Close was like their clean song. <laughs> yes. You want to know a really shitty story? God, I shouldn't tell this. This, this is awful. So no, I I, hear I own that CD, right? I okay. bought it with my allowance. And this was back when CDs where you either found CDs for like 15 bucks or for whatever reason they were 20 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. I, I never understood that. I didn't either. At, 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 what if, for whatever reason, I couldn't find it anywhere where it wasn't twenty bucks. So I remember I paid twenty bucks and some change for that CD. One weekend, it disappeared <laughs> out of my thing, and I thought, oh, "Where no. the hell did the CD oh, go?" No. And my my, I, I think my grandparents stayed, or my grandma stayed with me that weekend, and my parents were out of town for just oh no the weekend. Don't tell the rest of the story because I can see where it's going, dude. My parents ganked that CD, <laughs> and oh my god, yeah, yeah, yeah. Red does the man's crap, Bruce Sports. <laughs> Are you really ending the show? No. Shit, I was gonna say. I was like, <laughs> damn. Wow. Yeah. No, that last... happened. Oh, dude. Now my parents totally now? ganked my CD. You to realize have a, now uh, to have a, a weekend getaway, and all they, dude, all they did it was seriously just one of those. We're going to a hotel, not be around your kids for a weekend. <laughs> Took my damn CD and did God knows what while it was playing. Did you ever listen to that CD again after you got it back? No, <laughs> I, I don't know what it, I don't know what happened to it. I honest, I think I got rid of it. I, I had I would I would have burned that CD. Well, no, and I had my I have all of my CDs still at home in a box somewhere, just you know from my CD collecting days. <laughs> I'm almost a hundred percent sure it's not in there. Uh, if it if it is, I remember still having the case because I remember what the front of the case looked like, and the the CD itself had just like a kiss imprint. It was like somebody just <laughs> giant lips on the CD. But I remember thinking, oh my god, that CD's dirty. <laughs> I don't I don't ever want. 
I, it wasn't a very good CD either. It was just too close. You should have just got the single. It. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. It was, a, it was a total just, oh, shit. I, I fucked up. I paid $20 for this CD for one song. Uh, uh, that was always the worst when you. Yeah. Because that was the time uh, when it, you were like, do I gamble it? Yeah. And buy the, yeah. the okay, single. Okay, so it wasn't just me. No. When singles was... were the thing, you thought, oh, no. I. You I really what? like this song, so I'm probably going to like the rest of these. These other 14 songs on here are probably going to be just as good. There's got to be at least and five then, other ones that I like, And then you get right? that CD, and you're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I should have I already cracked all. the tape on the top. I can't take this back. <laughs> like, I'm just fucked with this now. Dude, I'll never forget. I asked for just the CD of Men in Black, just a single. <laughs> Best Friend's Mom ended up buying whole the whole Getting Jiggy With It album. Not a bad deal. Love that album. That that was totally worth it. Next album? No. No. I, that album sucked. And and my parents stole it to bang to. <laughs> Fucking gross. How does that not every time you hear that song, how does that not pop up? Because I got I buried that I bur- I've buried that memory. And because I'm not I did not let that ruin my thought of that song because I just anytime I that, that song, song comes on much. now. I'm going to think about, about that. my parents banging. Gross. Yes, that's. I'm going to need you to not think about that. <laughs> I don't know because I mean I've managed to get this far without. <laughs> so uh, my my too close story for you is I I work downtown now and we're right by Fountain Square and a couple weeks ago they had a some concert going on during lunch and this guy was up on stage singing just all kinds of random songs and he started singing too close and I, I looked at my coworker who i share an office with and i was like is this guy singing too close right now <laughs> and she's just at the her lunch head. hour yeah, and she's bobbing her head she's like i like this song and i was like have you ever like do you know the lyrics that, of the song? that was me i never really analyzed right. anything and then later my buddy just he's like you know the song is just about. And I, I started listening. And I was like, huh. "It's all about boners, man." And then <laughs> you know what? It was one of those. Wow, I guess it is. <laughs> Fuck it, it's a really good song, and just kept singing it. Didn't care. Stand back, you dancing kind of close. I'm glad I'm not as wide of a motherfucker this week. That's great. Do you want for at least one more week? Do you want to find out if you can name black hockey players after this? Since I already sure. gave you some of them. Um, I, but, and what's funny is I probably can't even name the four you gave. <laughs> I'm the worst. I'm worse than a football athlete. What are we doing on this show? We talked about sports for like five minutes. <laughs> and then we spent the last fifteen talking about too close and my parents banging to the CD. Oh, I God. can't go to the party tomorrow. I, can't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if my parents know that I know that whole thing either. I don't think I ever mentioned to, hey, by the way, I was totally up on the fact that you took the CD out of my case thinking I didn't know and then put two and two together when it magically appeared back after your weekend getaway. I don't think I ever just relayed that story. Oh, God, I won't say anything, I promise, but God, that's fucked up. That's so fucked up. All right. What's uh, going to be even more fucked up is when I just start playing it. <laughs> Happy birthday, Jordan. Woohoo! Be in the party stuff. <laughs> Don't worry, guys. It's my son's second birthday, but he loves this song about boners. It's awesome. He, <laughs> he's just a real big boner fan, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Uh, put down your phone so that we know you're not cheating. 
But it's time to name some black hockey uh, it players. It doesn't matter even if I cheated. <laughs> yeah, because then you would get them all right and you wouldn't have to drink that other Zima that's sitting there. <laughs> I seriously hope you don't puke after having that second Zima. Oh, my God. Because it looked so brutal uh, when you had that one. And I, I'm seriously worried about you, man. <sighs> <laughs> If you were really worried, you'd let me get away with whatever few that I name here, but you're not that fucking worried, you asshole. You got one more fucking week. Quit being a bitch. Yeah, but I've never done two in one episode. That's a good point. Shit. That's your fault for forgetting them last week. That's not my fault. Don't blame that on me. <laughs> That's your fault. Dude, you put that on me right about <laughs> Oh, shit. <laughs> All right, whenever you're ready, name those black hockey players. Uh, Brian Ocposo. Wayne Simmons. What? Did I fuck his name? What are you laughing at? It's Kyle Ocposo. Oh, shit. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, you're giving that to me. Kyle Ocposo. Uh, Wayne Simmons. Evander Kane. P.K. Subban. <laughs> yeah, there it is. <laughs> Pierre, Pierre Edouard Bellemare. Yeah. <clears throat> um... Uh, jeez. Uh, Jerome McGinley. And we hit the wall. <laughs> Dude, you know what's... play some next? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. No, you know what's funny is I was sitting there one afternoon and I was rattling off the name. Uh, Justin Byflin. Uh, Joshua Hosang. Dustin Byflin. Dustin. Oh. Damn it. <laughs> this is the sloppiest. Joshua Hosang is correct. We'll this, is the s- this is the sloppiest ever. You're missing. uh, You're missing ones that you've named in the past. Uh, I'm missing a whole list. I'm just gonna get Zima. Fuck it. All right, time to get Zima. You missed all of them. Seth Jones, Devonte Smith, Smith Pelly, Trevor Daly, J.T. Brown, Johnny Oduya, Ryan Reeves, Anthony Duclair, Darnell Nurse, Joel Ward, Andreas Martinson, and Chris Stewart. It's a lot of names that you missed, so that means you got to get fucking Z-Mud again. I'm not going to play Ice Ice Baby again because I'm starting to get worried that we're going to get sued if I keep playing that music. <laughs> so, so you're offering to play next. What do you think? They're not, they got nothing else better to do than go around. They, I feel like we, we got more of a likelihood of getting sued because they're just searching around. Somebody's got to anybody, le- anybody legally play use next? their shit. <laughs> anybody play too close yet? Anybody play too close? Somebody play too close. <laughs> Sue those motherfuckers. <laughs> but then they'll listen and they'll hear, they'll hear the story and they'll be like, nah, he suffered enough. <laughs> We're not going to sue those guys. Scott's second uh, quote-unquote icing of the night. This is, uh, this is the one for t- <laughs> this is the one for today to make up for the fact that he missed uh, last week. He had one earlier in the episode. And then he's got, oh, my God. I, I wish you were facing the camera because it, like Scott's face, looks like that hurts as he. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't puke, man. Just don't puke down here. <laughs> I don't know what you got planned tomorrow, but if you need to crash, uh, you know the couch Oof, is always available to you. It has nothing to do with the alcohol. There's nothing. I feel like there's nothing in them. It's just the taste. Is yeah. Well, that's God what I mean. Like awful. it's yeah. It's one of those that just hits you later, where you're like, "Ugh, that was disgusting," and now I'm gonna puke up everything. Jim's such an asswipe. 
What'd he say? He's just, uh, he chimes in with his usual bullshit during the hockey thing. and I love when he does that. It's Steve Eddie Bellamare. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking ass. Oh, uh, shit. Have you watched any preseason football yet, man? Um, you know what? I haven't, but I've heard enough of what's going on. I mean, I you know, I did see a couple of highlights from um, Houston and Deshaun Watson. Yeah? Yeah. I, I mean, he... <laughs> oh, there was one thing that I did want to bring up during the show that made me giggle, and I, it was one of those things that I guess you're just dumb and new and say, but did you see Leonard Fournette talking about... Yes, and the game was <laughs> slower than he thought, and it's yeah, easy. it's easier than LSU. Well, I would hope that the very first preseason game as a Jacksonville Jaguar was... Considerably easier right. than anything at LSU ever was, considering right. they don't play preseason games. Yes. That's one of the highest-profile colleges in the country. Uh, he probably faced more eyeballs in 10 minutes at LSU than he will his entire Jaguars career. Yeah. And again, it's preseason, so it was right. one of those just, wow, it's a really, scrubs, that's bro, a really like. cute thing to say. And even if he wasn't, even when he gets to week one, if he said the same thing, I would still think, all right, well, you're just bullshitting. I mean, it's just some right. cute thing to say to make yourself sound like it's not really that big of a deal, but I, it doesn't really serve a purpose. It's yeah. just, and and anybody can say, well, you're you're playing for Jacksonville, so. Right. Okay, cool that's story. The, yeah, that's like, the craziest there's, part. There's absolutely no pressure. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, <laughs> I, I don't get why he would say something like that because all that does is just put a target on his back. Yeah. Like, you know now every linebacker is like, Oh, you think it's slow? I'll say it's slow. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Oh, it's easier? It's easier in the NFL? (laughs) Yeah, we're about to make you not walk ever again. And and even if it is, even if he does turn out to be Leonard Fournette that played in college and he he has a successful career, nobody's ever really going to buy it because – the average NFL fan who follows any type of college, even like me, on just a superficial level, right. I'm not stupid enough to believe that yeah, the NFL yeah. is any way easier on any given Sunday than no. in college. And I'm not going to believe I'm not going to believe it's any slower. Like I, right. I understand you can watch it and see yes, just the, with your naked it's a eye. Different <laughs> there's, game. There's two different speeds. My uncle was a referee for college ball. And he refed like some D three games, and then he was invited to basically try out to ref for the MAC. So not even like good college, but like whoa, 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 yeah. I Toledo said, plays in the MAC. I know. I I stand by it's what I said. Not even like good. Not MAC. even like good. You college watch your ball. fucking mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying no not, conference over there. Not SEC level. Like not top tier. Anyways. He goes. He said that the speed of the game between like D three and MAC level was night and day. So even if you're saying the SEC is that great, we talk about it before about how like, oh, do you think Alabama could beat the worst team in the NFL? No, they can't because the worst team in the NFL is still so much better than the best team in college. Like there is. They're so much faster. They're so much stronger. They're so much more experienced. That's a fucking stupid thing for Fournette to say. So dumb. Yeah. Well, no, I, I just, I really just chuckled. <laughs> I thought, oh, that's cute. He's just saying things <laughs> to me. I, I mean, does, is he still wearing braces? Because that's kind of, that was a weird thing, too. 
that he was like I don't know. He was an adult with braces. I that don't always... follow enough Jacksonville Jaguars <laughs> football to know whether or not he's wearing braces. But I really, I just, I chuckled as soon as I saw it. But between that, uh, Deshaun Watson looking okay, you know, during backup Browns stuff fans are super like, excited about Deshaun, Deshaun Kaiser, Kaiser. Of course, super pumped. That, yeah, Browns. Browns fans are just like Trubisky super fans with the Bears. Pumped. They're just. Delusional as fuck. Gonna gonna let some third string action <laughs> go to their heads and uh, just so beaten down for years and years <laughs> at the position that Glim- any signs glimmer of, of hope, right? Man. Like anything that shows up that's halfway decent. Oh my god, this is it. This we, is the one. We found it. We, I, our search is now finally I am the, over. I'm the biggest Notre Dame homer there is, but I saw somebody what? post. What? You no way. Uh, right. I saw somebody post this week and they were like, they're a Browns fan and they said, should I get a Peppers jersey or a Kaiser jersey? Hold on, a and, Peppers jersey? Yeah. Oh, for oh. Julius Peppers. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 not Julius Peppers. Not Julius <laughs> <laughs> That's That's... Yeah, that's what threw me off for a second because I was like, didn't Peppers go back to Carolina? And then I realized, oh, Jabril from from Michigan And there there goes my less white motherfucker status for the week. I'm not going to take it away off that because, again, that's more alcohol getting to me. Right, yeah. Anyways, so uh, he asked, should should he get a Peppers jersey or a Kaiser jersey? And as the biggest Notre Dame homer in the world, I was like, bro. If you're a Browns fan, you never get the quarterback's jersey. Right. Like, you never do that. Why you've would you fucking... you seen how that Unless ends. you want to buy another jersey yeah, in a couple years. You've seen how that like, ends up. That's an awful decision. Kaiser could be good. All right. How was it between those two and not their first overall pick? Miles Garrett wasn't even in the running? Nope. Why? Because Browns fans are weird. Let me go with the uh, <laughs> second-round quarterback that might have been overdrafted or the second-round DB slash linebacker slash we don't really know, uh, Jabril Peppers. Like, what? How are those the two decisions? By the way, from now on, I'm going to call Jabril Peppers not Julius Peppers. <laughs> That's going to be his name whenever not we Not Julius Peppers on the return. <laughs> not Julius Peppers whenever we talk about playing some see, position Did you on the see field. not Julius Peppers this week? He had an all right game. <laughs> Yeah, that's so weird. I mean, usually I mean, it's the 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 fight to get the number one guy. I mean, it's probably because and it was the number one overall guy, not just the number one. It's guy It's probably they took. because you see Peppers and Kaiser a lot more in a week one preseason game where people are dumb and get excited <laughs> yeah, over. But Garrett had a tackle in the backfield and doesn't matter. Played really well. That was it. I mean, that he was in for like a series or two because he's going to start. You see these guys. Most of the game, if people are so like, wait, this Browns is fans the future. Are, this is Browns the future. I'm going to get in on the ground level. They're getting the guys just because they played longer. Bro, the Browns fans think that the, that a preseason win means they're they're going to be good this year. Jesus, <laughs> Stockholm syndrome is the worst. <laughs> Here's what I don't like: I don't like preseason football in general. I think it's stupid. no. That's why when you asked me, it so that's much. why when you asked me if you watched it, I used to. Actually, DVR the Niners games and then go back like I was watching film and, you know, kind of fast forward through some things, but search out some things. Now I'm getting updates on my phones. That's good enough. I'll read the local uh, beat writers' yeah. assessments of the game. 
That's good enough. I don't need to watch any of this shit. There's no need, especially this early in the preseason. None. What are you going to get? Like, half these, guys, half these guys may not even be on the team. No, half these work. guys won't be on the team. Period. So why are you even... The first three games, you're just... It's just... Or, well, I guess the first two games and then the fourth game. It's just all right. bodies that are going to get cut. Right. So it doesn't matter. Preseason I mean, football is the worst. I hate it so I, much. No, I, I hate, used to... I hate that they charge you full price to go to a preseason game. I, I used to be kind of locked in. Funny enough, I've only been to two NFL games in my life. <laughs> One was a 49ers Bengals game. Nice. And the other was a Browns Lions preseason. That's game. awful. Holy shit. Browns Lions preseason? Yes. I'll give you a big oh, guess who won. Who cares? <laughs> Well, not you. That's who won. Not you. You lost for having to sit through that. And I'm waiting for Jim to comment on that. You know what? Joe made a great point just now. He says, listen, Mike, your words are invalid because you're the biggest sports sports switching snake, even bigger than KD. What? Damn. How is that? Wait. Boom. Joe, call the fuck in because we need to hatch (laughs) this out. What the fuck are you even talking about, Joe? Holy shit. Sports switching snake? What the fuck? Joe, you better call in right now. Oh, he he, he broke it down for you. And he says, okay. talking about Stockholm Syndrome, I will hold switch teams when he moved to Cincinnati. Oh. Okay. All right. Okay. Hang on. Oh. If I'm going to have to defend my fandom. Oh, fine. shit, son. Let's defend my fandom. No, no, it no. It, it, uh, no. Joe called you. I'm going to break down my fandom Joe for Colin. Joe Colin. for his sake to let him know where this came down We've to. We broke so, this down before, though. We have broken Nobody this down. Go back and listen to the pilot episode, Joe. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Call yourself a fan of the show. You don't even know the fucking history of it. Anyways, oh. uh, we uh, uh, I, I did move down here. I was an Indians fan. I was going to Reds games. Started cheering for the Reds. And then the Indians hired Eric Wedge as their manager. And I said, this management doesn't give a fuck anymore. Neither do I. And I stopped cheering for the Indians. <laughs> that was it. The hiring of Eric Wedge was the straw that broke the camel's back for me, and I was out as an Indians fan. As far as the Browns go, I did cheer for the Browns, and then when they left, I just stopped caring about the NFL in general. I didn't, I didn't give a shit, and I still really don't care a whole lot about the NFL. Like I watch the Bengals just because they're on on Sundays, but I'm really a college football guy. I don't really care as much about the NFL. Sorry to bore you, Scott, but I had to break that down. Actually, you know, for once, that yeah, that's what you do. <laughs> <laughs> Not going to lie. I've heard the story enough times. I mean, it's not, not well, that clearly Joe did. Jesus oh. Christ. Oh, man. Joe called you out and didn't even call in. Nope. It's that's because he's afraid to call in. He knows oh. He knows how that's going to go if he tries to call in. <laughs> Damn, Joe. You going to take that sit down? <laughs> I know he's not going to take it on the phone. Oh. <laughs> What the fuck is this episode? I have no idea. <laughs> this is the dumbest episode we've ever done. I don't know if it's the dumbest episode we've ever done. We, we, if you go back and listen to our catalog, there's a couple episodes in there that are pretty dumb. I'm just glad we still have a catalog this week. True. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, SoundCloud back. almost shut down. No was, notice, no nothing. Like, they almost blank slated us. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> wow. Open up the show on some sympathy and then just fucking verbed them later on. Almost got blank slated in this bitch. Just no, no notice, no nothing. Just SoundCloud shut down. But no, it's true, though. 
We did find out that SoundCloud was up for a vote today on whether or not they'd get funded <laughs> enough to keep going. And if they didn't get that vote, they literally just would have shut down like and we done. wouldn't have a platform for the show. Now, we would have figured things out and gotten everything on the up and up, but just in general, our entire catalog would have disappeared with one vote. Yeah, it would have just been one one vote could have just been like, well, Craft Brood Sports is done. <laughs> and we would have been out here looking for an InBev. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck InBev trying to find us. We would have been out. Hey, you InBev, we we need to be with you. <laughs> we would have sold out with the quickness. By the way, I don't know why. Uh, well, now I'm seeing why. Trending on Twitter right now is Chapman. Apparently Chapman. As in? A Chapman. Okay. Apparently he just choked away a game for the Yankees. All right. Congratulations. Which is great to see. Oh, uh, speaking of. <laughs> at Pinstripe Alley tweeted, good job, all Yankees not named Chapman. <laughs> awesome. Uh, Aroldis Chapman with the ugliest looking save you hey, could possibly get. Your sister said that she, she killed it on the calls tonight and she can't wait to be a regular caller. Oh, there you go, Katie. We're looking forward to you. Uh, I, I certainly am. But more importantly, more of the Berlon family needs to call in just in general. Let's get the whole clan on the, the whole show crew? at some point. Uh, they, they seem to both say, the Kaiser clan sucks. Uh, <laughs> fucking Mike calls up here. Oh, what's the topic? Uh, uh, <laughs> and I guess he tried to leave voicemails. Who knows? But that reminded me. When Do you, you want to play that voicemail? My brother's? I don't, it's a 419 number. Is your brother a 419 number? Yeah. I mean, you can play it. It probably is weak sauce as fuck, so... <laughs> <laughs> shitting on my good name again. <laughs> Go ahead. All right, let's find that voicemail. We'll play that real quick. What's up, CBS? Fucking goddamn flesh and blood. Been looking for it. Scott knew I was looking for it. Uh, drinking some shit. One was going out with you in the big public shit. Uh, you probably won't see that because I'm touching too much. But, yeah. <laughs> That was not my brother. What the I fuck only understood every other word from that. I what the hell it. was that? I no idea what that was. That was uh, All I heard was the, I'm looking for Scott, uh, Jay Cutler and shit. That, whoever that was took the drunk line to the extreme. You want to you know how Google translated that voicemail? Sup, CVS. <laughs> <laughs> wow wasn't was wasn't gonna balls. be a fucking blood i'm looking for scott knew i was a four bigger than shit going on what's going on with you in the big publish it you kind of what's to know who i'm having a good night that actually makes more sense than what i heard because i don't know what right. i heard <laughs> I, I zero clue who that was dude none you play it back and I wouldn't even guess. Like the voice, try it again. The voice let's, was let's god up the volume awful. this time. What's up, CBS? Fucking goddamn flesh and blood. Been looking for it. Scott knew I was looking for it. Uh, drinking some shit. One was going out with you and Jake called that shit. Uh, you probably won't see that because I'm touching too much. But, yeah. Yeah, no idea. I still I, got I understood the. I understood a little bit more. Uh, something about Jay Cutler, and then probably won't let me on because I'm cussing and shit. Uh, whoever it was, so whoever doesn't listen, to I was going to say doesn't listen to the show. They have zero clue. Uh, I don't know why. I don't know anybody who would want to know anything about Jay Cutler. So that throws me. Uh, God, I wish I could. I wish I could decipher who the fuck that was. That was. 
Wow. I'll give you the number off the air so you, maybe you can figure it out with the phone number. Uh, I'll have to go through my phone. That was balls. <laughs> I, now, and I had something, too. When you said something about uh, Aroldis Chapman, it jogged my memory on something else that happened. Oh, that's what it was. So, if it wasn't enough for my team this week to have uh, somebody jog out to shortstop and get a hyperextended yeah. knee, my... Basketball team, and super air quotes for those who aren't watching, Zach Randolph. Oh, two pounds. <laughs> two pounds of weed. What two the pounds. Dude was like, hey, man, I've been a model citizen, and Memphis loves me. I signed with the Kings. I'm back to being a total fuck-up. So from what I read on that, there was like some party that the cops got called to, and they show up, and people like, Reached into their waistbands and they started going after. Yeah, back up. They got got called to a party in like the one of the worst projects in LA. Go ahead. Oh, nice. Okay, yes. good. Didn't know that part of it. Yes, uh, just because knew it was a if party. you were an NBA player making millionaires, you would ever be caught That's dead in one of the worst go. projects yeah. in the country. But so the cops showed up and people were like reaching in their waistbands. So the cops, that's who the, that's the first people they went after was the people reaching in their waistbands because, you know, probably so they can shoot somebody. But anyways, they've, they've what? Go, <laughs> they go after and Randolph was one and he had a book bag with two pounds of weed. So they hit him with a felony. Like he got the, the intent to sell possession yeah. with the intent to sell because of the amount that he had. Um, but isn't it legal in California? Well, that's what everybody was up in arms about saying, but I, I think it's illegal to buy and use. It's not illegal to f- sell. But you that's can't the be thing. a like, can't legal you... person just on the street. If you're distributing, is, is California medical or are they recreational too? I think, I think they're medical, right? I th- oh, well, I thought that they were both. They're for sure medical. They might not be, but what I, from what I understand, and if I remember correctly, it's you can have and possess and use as long as it's under a certain amount. And once you get past that certain amount, if you have an intent to sell, you can't be just me and you on the street. Like you have to be a licensed distributor or whatever. So being, you know, for a a certain amount, you have to have a license. Right. Yeah. So if you get caught carrying that much, it automatically becomes of the felony because, uh, yeah, you're not, you're not a distributor. And, you don't have a license. And you're not going to gonna need this. two pounds of Right. Yeah. Even so though there's clearly. Even though maybe. Oh, my maybe. thing. Well, my initial thought was okay, so he had that much on him, but do we necessarily know he was going to sell it? Maybe that's just. He maybe no, that's just a, had it on him. Right. Like, that's the thing. Like, if you have a, a medical card and you go and buy whatever you can buy, I don't know. I don't know the laws. Maybe, maybe you can't buy that amount at a, a well, dispensary. You, you probably can't. You probably, there's probably only a certain amount you can buy. <laughs> You're like, we got to check the vault. You can't get two pounds, bro. Right. I'm sorry. Which, so <laughs> fine. I mean, I'm assuming that there was all sorts of reasons why I get arrested. It all boils down to no matter what it was like, what are you How doing? Dumb. This How dude dumb. is almost 40 years old getting caught up in some shit that you're like, hey, uh, when Jerome Simpson has this happen to him, <laughs> when he has it shipped to his house, yeah, you totally get that because he's uh, uh, late, er, well, early 20-year-old. With the and, biggest fucking head I've ever seen in my life. Right, and you're, just, you're thinking, <laughs> eh, it's just something dumb, and he's a, a, a wannabe name NFL guy. But here's Zach Randolph, who... Yeah. Had a career in Memphis where the, he's beloved for 
most of that time there, he was on the up and up. He was, he stayed out of trouble. Now he has the history from when he was in uh, Portland, and they were the you know the jailblazers of being <laughs> one of those guys who was a weed head and doing all that stuff. But when he was in Memphis, he avoided all that, and all stories seem to be. Uh oh, uh oh, here we go. Hey, Craft Root Sports, who's this? Ahoy, hoy. Hello? Uh, is that Jim? What's going on, guys? Yeah. <laughs> hey, yeah, buddy. it is. Fuck you, Jim. <laughs> What's up, man? What's going on, guys? Oh, you know, just hanging so, out. Just waiting for you to call and talk <laughs> shit. Yeah, I figured because, well, everybody else disappointed you, so. <laughs> Wait, my sister did not disappoint. No. My you're... sister delivered tonight. Well, Aside from your sister, all your regulars just bailed on you. So I'm like, eh, we should probably call in and save the show. <laughs> Valid point. Valid point. Fair enough. So what's up, man? So I wanted to to kind of call Blake out, hoping he's actually listening to the show. And uh, I wanted to ask Blake, and maybe if either of you guys know, do you know if... Floyd, pretty boy Mayweather was a defensive back in high school. I I do not have enough background on him to know anything like that. Okay, because he's been he's done a whole lot of backtracking and a whole (laughs) lot of backpedaling. He may as well be a defensive back. I love setups to jokes. That was fantastic. (laughs) Acted all serious and then hit us with the well. So what uh what do you what do you mean by him backtracking this week? What's he done that he backtracked? Well, he went on ESPN in an interview and said, "Well, you know, Connor has the size advantage and he has the age advantage and I could kind of see him winning the fight." Like, dude, like 2 weeks ago you were talking mad shit about how he couldn't touch you. What changed? I'll tell you what changed. People realized that this fight is going to be awful, and he realized he had to sell this better. Like, okay, it gets to that's a point That's not where, how you sell it. Yeah, it is. If you're because, Floyd, that's not how you sell the fight. Yes, because... You sell the fight by saying, I'm going to whoop him so bad, you have never seen no, because, Connor be beaten that terribly. Because people know that's what's going to happen. So when you say that, people are like, yeah, okay, thanks, Floyd. Good talk. And then they're done with it. Eh, like he needs he to, never said it. He needs to sell this as even a way. The, and like, even in all the press He doesn't have to say it. People said, have, I know, I'm he doesn't. beat him so terribly. He doesn't have to because that's what everybody expects to happen. That's what everybody expects to happen. Everybody expects this to be Floyd winning this fight handily. So he doesn't well, need to say that. But now that well, people are like, well, I'm not even going to buy this. Like, Scott, you, you don't even want to buy this fight, right? No, you, and because you I expect it to be a complete asshole. But if Floyd is going to well. start playing this up of, oh, well, you know, I did lose a step. Maybe he's got me. Maybe. And then it starts to create this for those that, that don't see the bullshit. It's an artificial Yeah, way they're going to well, say, then, oh, wait, maybe this will be a well, good then, fight. Again, maybe I should spend my, $100 To my on point, he, Floyd's betraying his whole money persona and saying well maybe i'm not as good as i said i was 
I love so, your voice for Floyd. <laughs> why, did, why does he sound like a 1950s Southern? Like he's just like more, he's he's the judge from My Cousin Vinny. Is what he just sounded like there. Oh, oh I've what? never seen My Cousin Vinny, so I what? I couldn't tell you. But you laughed yeah, like you laughed like Mike in a Chappelle Show playoff right there. I had no idea. <laughs> oh shit. No, I I don't I think nothing. it's necessarily Sorry. a betrayal. I think it's just him trying to sell his fight because he realizes people are like, no, I'm not buying that's, that bullshit. That's all it is. That I really, I mean, well, drumming up interest. Maybe yeah. he is, maybe he isn't. But I'm just, I'm just trolling Blake. So <laughs> <laughs> what? It, what it really boils down to is who knows what he's doing. But I'm calling Blake out right here, right now in the squared circle. What it really boils down to is. Come at me, Blake. Come at me. Oh, oh shit. shit. The gauntlet has been thrown. Damn, Money Blake Weather. Son. Uh, I don't know. I know Blake's busy, man. He's he dead. was he ch- or he checked in earlier, but he didn't chime in and I don't know that he's listening right now. But if he is or so if what he you're does, saying is stats are Jim one, Blake zero. Damn. <sighs> Out here starting beefs on wow. this show. Wow. Uh, we're gonna have to do a uh Jim versus Blake call in. And just let like those two. I, we could just sit here and drink while I'm those game. two fight it I'm out. Game. You, you two, chill out. You two, just hang out. Me and Blake will handle this. Oh shit! <laughs> All right. Well, I think we found what we're going to do next week on Thursday. Jim, clear your schedule. <laughs> we're going to get Blake. We're going to get Blake on board. We're going to do. We're going to do a Jim and Blake call in, and you guys can hash this out. And me and Scott will just sit here and drink and just chime in every once in a while and be like, "Good point." And then, <laughs> Back he'll say good point and I'll point. be the black hot man just with, Ooh. <laughs> oh no <laughs> oh snap <laughs> you gonna let him say that damn exactly I see Blake posting so, online so hopefully I win this week <laughs> wow you can't claim Jim declared himself the winner a victory <laughs> Jesus. I mean, Jim. he's got a point, though, at the moment. I mean, there's no rebuttal, so he kind of just wins at, by default, right? At the moment, nothing. You just said, you just told me Blake was unavailable, so. Uh, he's got a real point. I mean, unless he's going to unless fair. he's gonna pull a Floyd and say, oh, well, I'm totally unavailable. Oh, wait a minute. No, I'm suddenly available. <laughs> Jim. It's totally up to him, though. <laughs> I appreciate the call, Jim. <laughs> I'm just fucking with you, kids. I know, man. Thanks for calling in, bud. I appreciate it, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. I enjoyed it. Have a good night. Right, see you, bud. <laughs> wow. That was awesome. I, it looks like we have a segment for next week. Uh, and real quick, before we go, Tyson yep. did ask us about uh, the cap news of the week. Oh, yeah. Whether or not or what our thoughts were on the fact that um, – Jake Cutler was signed in Miami and Cap was not. So there's uh, all right. I I had talked to somebody who pointed out that Cutler, which was kind of funny because they were like Cutler fits better in his system than Kaepernick does because Cutler is a pocket passer and Kaepernick is a mobile passer. Which I get that I understand. There's system limitations to quarterbacks. Jake Cutler is a fat piece of shit. Like he's <laughs> he's not a good quarterback. So even 
even if he fits better into your system than Kaepernick does, it's kind of bullshit that you take Jay Cutler over Colin Kaepernick because... Well, look, it's totally bullshit, but I actually... I mean, once I stopped and thought about it, I, I wasn't that upset about the whole thing. And it was only only because the whole Adam Gase connection with him and Cutler had his best days with the Bears when Adam Gase was the offensive coordinator. So I understood the connection, and if Adam Gase wanted to go in that direction, just from a pure, pure familiarity standpoint, like yeah. that's it. If it was anybody else who was head coach, anybody else in this situation, I would think, ah, eh, they're shady. I was upset, and it, it it it's clear, but, I mean, it's never been more clear. Like, this didn't prove anything that I didn't already know as far as him being blackballed. I mean, yeah. the the only thing that was really shady about it was the fact that their whole list consisted of, oh, well, not only did we call up Kyle or uh, Jay Cutler, we also called up Kyle Orton and Tim Tebow. That's yeah. where yeah. it got to be a little right. bit, um, what the fuck? Right, right. <laughs> Because one of them's playing baseball and the other one's out of the league. Yeah. Uh, and actually, the one that they ended up signing had officially retired. Right. So, I mean, it was all very weird. And but, I mean, Cutler's press conference was absurd. It was... Like, that dude God is... Awful. He just doesn't give a shit. Yeah. He's like, I'm, I'm going to take this money and I'm going to get the fuck out of here. I, I also kind of respect the, that he's... Yeah. Motherfucker called me when I was sitting there <laughs> doing nothing. <laughs> Uh, they offered me ten million dollars to come back and throw quarter or throw footballs to the other team on occasion. I, I couldn't turn it down. The thing that my kills wife me, didn't want me at home, so <laughs> here I am. Fuck the it. thing that kills me is all the people that are posting like they show like a picture of Kaepernick having throwing four interceptions a game, and it's like him. It's a screenshot of him on the sidelines. Oh yeah, with the stand. And they're the, like, the, the, the this is the don't yeah. let him lie. This is why he's not being sold. Uh, it's like, dude, no, that's. That was one game. Like last year, if you look at his stats, he didn't statistically last year he did not have a bad year. Funny enough, actually, and I, I can promise you, I told you this. I think last week or the week before, dude, last year was his best year as a quarterback. Period. I don't care what anybody and else he, says. He had an awful he, supporting cast. Uh, and when you and, know I mean, more than anybody, yeah. Well, and I mean, it, it's not just that. It's it's the fact that. Not only did he have a bad supporting cast, it, there there was just never any structure within right. the organization. It was all a mess. And despite that, when you watched him, it was the most you saw him, as far as I'm concerned, look like a quarterback where you, you could point to things and say, all right, he's not just a running quarterback or he's not a quarterback that bails to run first. I mean, whatever you whatever labels that you might have been able to put on, on him before – they were clearly gone, and I mean, I sat there and watched so much god awful football last year. <laughs> and and and, I mean, and don't get me wrong, there was points where he was really bad, but that says a lot about how far he's come. Is that overall he still looked really good as yeah. a quarterback and the best he ever has. I'm not saying that it was good enough to win a Super Bowl, or I'm not saying that he was a top ten guy or whatever. I'm just saying. He had never looked better as just a quarterback who could move around in the pocket and hit guys and make throws that before he might have either completely missed or bailed out and run on. He just he looked the best he ever had. Yeah. And so to suggest that now all of a sudden nah, he's not that good, it's, it's absurd because he looked way worse yeah. even when they went to the Super Bowl. And it was just the fact that there was this superior collection of talent around him and last year, when you see 
it was absolute dog shit around him, and he was able to do what he did, even if there were points where he looked really bad, you could still say, wow, I mean, with that supporting cast, he was able to do that? I mean, it was something. So, you know, I don't know. I I still overall don't know where I stand on the whole thing. I don't think he deserves a starting job, but I also don't think he deserves to be out of league. It's somewhere in between. Whether yeah. or not that's a backup or the starter on the Jaguars to bring well, back Leonard yeah. Fournette. Like, I, I can't sit here and say that Blake Bortles is a better quarterback. That's the thing. Like, I, starting I feel like he's not – he's definitely not a top-tier quarterback in the league. Right. Which – there's really not that many that are top tier quarterbacks. No. You've got There's like eight guys maybe, that you could say could win a Super Bowl, right? Quote unquote, on their own. I was gonna say, I was gonna maybe say four or five that you could point to and be like, "That's the guy that can carry your team." Yeah. Oh, Outside of that, they need help. I push it to eight because the depending on how you rank them, you, you, when you looked at the names, you would say, "All right, I, I'll give it to those guys." But yeah, seriously, there's yeah. a steep drop off if you want to say. Six, seven, eight, whatever, wherever you fall in there, and then the next tier. The yeah. next tier for sure can't do it. And he, to me, he falls somewhere in the 15s, 20s. Yeah, he's an average Even quarterback. Even if you said mid-20s, whatever. He's but an average quarterback. Good and that's enough. And that's, uh, uh, and that's my point is, like, he, he's the type of guy that if you do have that injury, if you're Ryan Tannehill, the guy that you're building your franchise around goes down, He's probably going to be able to step in and fill in for you. Well, absolutely, because again, he's he's at least one of the best thirty-two quarterbacks right. in the world. Right. Even if you said he was number thirty-two, then that means he would be a right. starter somewhere. Exactly. Yeah. Like, I can't. I think can't it's. Argue I think that, it's crazy so. that he still is unsigned. I mean, I realize there's still you know. Uh oh! Wow, late in the show, getting a call. Craft <laughs> Root Sports. Who's this? How's she going, eh? <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Back again, eh? I know that voice. So, are, are we still talking about Colin? We are, yes. Okay, so real quick, does anybody know what his actual contract demands are? No, and I know exactly where you're going with this, Jim. You're talking right. about the, the article that we came out this, this week before the show. of a source that said that he's turned down a deal already and he's only going to take starter money. Uh, it, I don't know if I believe that article. Yeah, I think we as a show don't know if that's here's, and factual. Scott made a good point right. about this before and we got on the air. Is I, yeah, Colin hasn't said I read a that, word lately. He hasn't. I read that too, that he turned down an offer and I don't know that I necessarily believe that, but at the same time, if he's demanding like starter money, I don't know that he's necessarily earned that yet. You don't know what like, he's I can demanding. totally see him getting like backup money for sure. I can totally see him as like a backup and not a scout team quarterback here's the thing he can demand he can demand whatever he wants where our standoff is but he can demand whatever he wants that's the starting point of the negotiations he can demand a hundred million dollars a year that's and they can look at that and go okay we're not going to pay you that but we think you can be a value of this team so we're going to offer you this so it's not necessarily that 
oh, he's demanding starter money and he doesn't deserve it. That that's completely beside the point. It doesn't matter what his initial demand is. Like that that plays no factor into it. Uh, it because again, that's just the starting point negotiations. Also, the definition of right. starter money is it's kind of relative. If you look at the 32nd quarterback in the league based on rating or whatever and say, well, I want that much money. I mean, how much is that really? That's that's almost backup money. Well, again, a to your point that starter money is fluid. I mean, you look at starter money on a contender versus starter money on somebody who has no hope at the playoffs, i.e. the Browns. I mean, yeah, they're going to pay a starter whatever they want based on, you know, we're probably not going to make the playoffs anyway, so, hey, here's $3 million. But they're not going to pay him what they're paying a contender to start because they know they're not making the playoffs. So... I don't know where you're getting at here, yeah. Jim. Like, are you trying to say that Kaepernick is trying to say he deserves what Tom Brady gets paid? Is that like because the because that's what I feel like the point well, that people are trying to again, make on online, and it's well, not. Also, I mean, kind of to your what you said originally, like he could say, "Yeah, I want a hundred million dollars," and every team in the league is saying, "Nope." And so that leaves you exactly where we're at right now in that he doesn't have a job and nobody wants him. See, I disagree with that because, because I think he's demanding X amount of dollars and nobody wants to pay him that. But people, so, but GMs know that that's not the price they're going to pay. Like he could, again, he could demand a exactly. hundred million dollars and it doesn't matter because GM, if they have the need, they're going to call him and say, Hey, this is what we can. They'll offer have a counter offer, yes. right? But also at the same time, like there are teams that have the need for starting quarterback, but they also know that starting quarterback is a the most expensive job in football, and b if they know they're not going to make the playoffs, then why pay a quarterback hundred million dollars if even if you pay them that they're still not going to make the playoffs? No, I get I.e. the Lions. You're missing the point. That though. went so far as to draft first round wide receivers and quarterbacks when they didn't build through what they needed to build through, which was the offensive and defensive line. And they still sucked. I understand that, but you're missing the point in that. I I think this whole story of him turning down offers is bullshit. And it's basically, he could have this number in his head of this is the money I want. And if it's a team that's not going to make the playoffs, they're going to say, we're not paying you that amount. This is what we'll offer you. And he will then, then they start sure. the negotiations from that. It's not, it doesn't matter. Like oh, yeah. it doesn't matter what his starting I mean, point is. And, and there's nothing, I would, I would there's fully nothing grant that, that this whole story of him turning down offers could be complete bullshit, but it could also be true in that a team offered be. him a million dollars and he said, no, I'm worth more than that. It could be. That's very. That's very possible. But the uh, it, it it's just fishy that this story comes out as like. Oh yeah, a, I I would one hundred percent back that. He's trying to. He's trying to. There's push more his substantiation to it. Yeah, it's it's odd to say the least. Jim, I love you, man. Thanks for calling. Again. I love you too. Talk to you later. <laughs> <laughs>
All right, let's get into consumer candidate because I have to piss like a racehorse. <laughs> That's a good enough reason as any. Uh, consumer candidate this week we have Miami Weiss by MIA Brewing. Uh, I'll go first because I'm not the uh, the Hefeweizen fan. Mm-hmm. Consuming the fuck out of this beer, man. I finished You're my beer. Damn right. I have not. You finished before me. Yeah, I don't then think again, I had two. Zimas. You did have two Zimas. I don't know the last time I finished beers before we got to Consumer Candidate, but I am empty before we get to it, which is a good sign. And you've been empty for a little while. Yes. This wasn't just a recent thing. Super good beer. Uh, goes down very smooth, uh, especially if you're into Hefeweizens. It's a, a great beer. But even if you're not, it's really smooth. Uh, definitely a good brew. I'm consuming it. I could have told you I consumed this before the show started. Yep, I figured that was going to be the case. It's a Heifweizen. It's great. Heifweizen. You heard me. Heifweizen. <laughs> the German in me is uh, oh, it's strong. Yeah, you see that. Yeah. Are you going to have to name all German hockey players next? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but seriously, very smooth, very, I mean, it's, it's great. Dude, it's good beer. Good pick, bro. Thanks. I'm excited. I'm excited for next when, week. When I went like a girl and picked pretty because of the uniforms. I like it. I'm, I glad, you did. I'm glad you did. <laughs> Just like the girls that win every office pool ever. Right. It's because the uniforms are beer. awesome. Yes. Uh, consumer candidate. Meanwhile, Zima. God. Yeah, dude. I, what a whore. I almost feel bad for you on that. No, Not you quite. Don't. Not quite. I don't really feel bad for you. Uh, if Jim Mc... If fucking uh, McMahon... <laughs> Scripted it. God damn it. Who the fuck is calling now? I don't know. It's Jim again. Jim, I got pissed. The fuck do you want? Jim won Blake nothing. Oh, wow. <laughs> Get out of here, Jim. See, Jesus. Jim. Ah, Jesus. That's a, that's a perfect way. That was a, that was a fucking troll, a, if ever there was yeah, one. That was a goddamn troll move, and I, I appreciate the I'm way. I'm not to, even mad. Troll. No, I'm, I'm cool with troll moves. Uh, what a fucking show, man! For a show with nothing to talk about, we talk wow. about some weird shit. If we go back and listen to this one, just don't listen to it. Don't listen to it. Mm. Let this one go. If we have to switch platforms, this might be one that doesn't make it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's why it's good because it's we proved we can talk about anything from my parents banging to next. Oh, Jesus. Uh, uh, stuff. Uh, as always, follow us on Twitter at Craft B Sports. You can follow Scott at Scotty K underscore Junior. Cloud as long as you can. <laughs> <laughs> follow me at Mike Berlon. Uh, this is if you been, find blank slate, drink it. Yes, hit that up. Uh, this has been the show. Uh, I guess. Cheers, everybody. <laughs> we out. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. 
visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more.